So do you guys understand how badass humans are? I've been thinking about this last couple of days. How badass? Yeah, we have a, a place here in the United States called Tornado Alley, as in there's a ton of tornadoes that happen there, and people choose to live there, and they chase tornadoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we've got all these cities on the coast that have hurricanes, and people choose to live there. They rebuild, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. destroyed, and they rebuild again, and they know it's going to happen again, but they and, still rebuild the same way they built before. And then and we just a little keep, excitement. And we, yeah. just keep, we just keep doing it. You know, we've got uh areas of the world that have huge earthquakes and what what do humans do just keep building there um, Dude, yeah I, I used to think that when i was in montreal i'm like because it got really cold there like minus right minus 20 yeah. minus, i'm like how do you end up here and say yes this is where we're going to build a city it's, right this, here that's exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> we, like we we as humans just do crazy crazy things and we just keep like doing that. it you know yeah, yeah, exactly. I keep repeating the exact same mistake. I, I remember I was with a friend here, uh, and I mentioned, I'm like, how come we don't, you know, build houses out of stone? That was in the beginning. He's like, where do you think you are, the Middle East? <laughs> I was <just> laughing. <laughs> because it makes sense, you know? I mean, if there's fires and stuff, yeah. uh, you don't want the wood to burn. I don't know. Sure, it's insulation. It's it's price pricing. I was gonna say, you know, people pricing, yeah. probably choose a place to live out of necessity. It's not it's not necessarily right. like where they want yeah. to, and then, and then it becomes part of their identity, right? So yeah, it's like they become this tornado chasers because it's part of their identity. They're tough mm -hmm. enough to live in those areas, but I mean, right. I would be surprised if they they sought out those those places to, to live right right exactly it's, it's it's circumstances and they make the best of it and then people have they have a you know a close relationship with their land or they did before For you sure. know we're, we're, yeah. we're kind of divorced from that but you know in the past that's it that's your land where are you gonna go well you know, you know it, it goes even further than that you know I'm, I'm watching this show on amazon called the rig and it's about an oil rig and i'm just thinking uh -huh. like who whose bright idea was it to just hey let's take all this metal shove it down in the bottom of the ocean and start drilling the shit you know they live yeah. out there they live out there on that day and you know they lose fingers they lose teeth and they just go ah yeah i've got more of those who cares yeah and, and it goes back to that point i mean they, they can't they don't know anything better they can't do anything mm -hmm. else except that you know so they go out there probably make i don't know 60 grand for those I think, they, I think they get paid pretty well yeah i was gonna say i think I it's more than that i'm pretty sure it's six figures yeah they get paid really well, really I, well. I know you know i went to high school with a bunch of people that ended up working out in the oil rigs in eastern montana and they were racking in six figures I yeah it's, to, and it's something you can do without having a, like a serious education or or, or any know, doctorate exactly. degrees or yeah. anything like that you know graduate high school or maybe not and you can go work on an oil rig and make six figures so yeah it's necessity yeah, it's like yeah. this it reminds me of the movie armageddon because weren't they those guys like they're you know <laughs> they were, they're all brutes yeah. uneducated instead, brutes in, <laughs> instead of training astronauts how to drill for uh, you know a bomb they yeah. train, nah. train oil drill men to be astronauts <laughs> Holy, holy, yeah, it makes sense. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. everybody, our listeners, we, we have a new guest. I don't know if we introduced him yet. We haven't introduced um, anything yet. Let me, let me, do, let me do my thing. The one, the one job I've got here on the wait, podcast. let's do the intro. Wait a minute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the Uncovering Anomalies podcast, episode 60. I think. Wait, no, we're 59. Wait, I'm I thought sure 59 was last week. All right, 50, was uh, whatever. This is wait. an episode. Uh, as always, uh, I'm joined by I Want to Believe Adam. Way, everybody. Yeah, we are and, 59. It's 59. Okay. And I am Topher on the Lamb, inside joke. Might explain it later. And then you all have been hearing a third voice. Joining us this week as our guest is Mika. 
Hey, Mika. What's going on, guys? We're so happy, happy to be to here. You. Super happy to be here. Happy to have you. You know, it's it's nice to have another voice. Uh, uh, Topher and I get really bored of each other. Yeah, Adam and I, we spend our whole lives uh, just talking and thinking about UFOs and aliens and screaming them, screaming about them to each other. And so now having a third party here is, you know, a great way to balance it out. Yeah, exactly. Make make sure we're on the right track. We're not being too naive or too skeptical. You know, it's it's walking that fine line. The knife's edge. <laughs> the knife's edge. Yes, exactly. So um, there is a lot to get to. A lot, a lot's going on. A lot. I mean, I don't know if Mika, if you've been, if you pay attention to the whole UFO UAP thing that's going on here, but because we're in it and we're in the bubble, you know, we just notice so much news about the issue. You know, whether whether it's it's government uh, doing stuff or not doing stuff or, or whistleblowers coming out or, or, or other things are leaked out technology uh, contractors like Lockheed Martin, like last week did a yeah, video. Was, was it last week? Yeah. And they started now, well, the DOD uh, came out with a ruling that they want to start declassifying uh, all this technology. And the reason why is they're scared China's catching up. So, Lockheed Martin re, uh, released this video and it just showed like they, they're making these crafts where the actual craft is basically alive. Sens mm. Sensors are all over there. It can change shape, you know, it's, and it just when you look at it, it's like the Roswell craft, you know, it's so it's just crazy that this stuff's coming out now with AI. Um, yeah, Mika, I, I don't know how much you know about uh, Roswell. We, we, we always end up going back to Roswell because it's the original, but um, yeah. a lot of the, the parts that were found or supposedly the skin of the ship, uh, the people who had found it, they'd pick it up, they'd crumple it, they'd boil it, burn it. Um, and it would just pop back into its original form. It's pretty wild stuff. So what year was Roswell? I, I have heard of it. Roswell I think, I, I think I've heard a few, a few uh, Joe Rogan podcasts regarding, <laughs> regarding yeah, Roswell. Yeah. So that's about as much as I know. Yeah, I think uh, it's July 6th or July 7th, 1947. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I know the year is 47. What yeah. What's bizarre, to, well, I guess it's really not that bizarre. It was such a remote area, is that whatever happened, happened, and no one knew about it for a couple of days. Uh, it was just some random farmer who was moving a sheep came across right. this wreckage in the desert. And he was like, and it was like a mile long. And he goes, I, you know, someone's got to move this. I got to get my sheep through here. I mean, that was how the whole thing started. It was so basic and simple. And, you know, obviously it turned into a, a major, you know, finding. And so yeah, of course, and that's, and that's and so the only place where we have nukes, right? It was the only, mm. uh, yeah. Roswell air Force was the only one on the planet that had nukes. So, it's a, so now Lock, Lockheed Martin, it, by order of the DOD, is creating a or, or, or trying to construct a, a, a yeah, craft. Yeah, so if you look at yes, if you look at all this stuff that's been leaked out before from people from eyewitnesses and people that are working on the craft before, and now what Lockheed Martin is saying, it's the exact craft. So they've they've reverse engineered all that. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's just crazy to see happening, and you know, like, I, I guess that's how they're gonna, they're going to disclose because we'll see also later is that. Whoever gets into the subject, even even the scientists and even the ones, the enthusiasts who want this out, once they find out like what it is, or I guess not really just what it is, but what, what, how are people ready for it? They all come to the conclusion that no, people aren't ready for it. You know? It's yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things we always uh, come back to is like, why not just you know tell people the truth? Why not tell them what's going on? And everyone who's in the know, capital K, uh, it's it just it's so terrifying to them. You know they they don't they don't think you know the general populace is ready. Yeah, and we'll see. Put off. He comes up with some because they, I guess they went they went through. There was a think tank that did this about two decades ago, 
And all of them, whoever went there, came out saying, all right, yeah, let's not disclose. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting, too? I mean, now that more and more stuff is coming out and it's becoming more mainstream to hear about, you know, uh, UAPs and and, mm -hmm. and everything like that, people aren't really freaking out. It's just kind of like, yeah, okay, we, we know they exist now. You, you, That's people... true. I've noticed that, too. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I knew that. Right, know? exactly. <laughs> so so maybe, maybe their tactic of kind of, you know, having this stuff leak out drip by drip is what's yeah. working because no one's no one's freaking out. It's like okay, yeah, the government's lying to us. We know we knew it was there. Uh, all yeah. these all the stuff that's happened over the years has been true, and and you know, that's what it is. We're still alive here, right? So. I, we wish we just won't officially say it, but so it's okay. Here, here you go. Here's the information. You know, believe it, don't believe it, kind of thing. And there's there's lots of comedy too. I mean, we ended last year last week's show with with this. Now this clip, but you know, uh, <laughs> I, but one of the clips. And this is they're called the Very Important People Show. Um, and so she asks here, she asks the alien how aliens find shelter to watch DVDs. So it's a quick clip, but <laughs> I just love like how much uh, like a lot of this. Uh, there's a lot of comedy around this. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, and we'll play something later on too. But yeah, this is quick listen. How here. are you watching your movies? Oh well, I just go to Redbox and then like right when somebody tries to return a Redbox of grab it they can't see me i'm using the invisibility technology i see but we did go ahead and see so we got a photo of you being invisible and it does look like a white sheet just sort of uh, <laughs> draped over your head it works so it works. bring me through this you've now obtained the dvd from Redbox. yes how are we playing this dvd i've kind of cobbled together different of your technologies and kind of kept the in the back of a guest house right okay so i'm going to pause you right there um you did say you didn't have sort of human shelter, but you are renting a guest house? I'm staying there. I'm not renting it. What do you mean by you're staying there? I just go in there when I need to watch movies. Do the people in the main house know that you're staying there? Do you know anyone's in your guest house? I would know if someone was in my guest house, I would assume. Are you staying in my guest house? Well, you would know, right? Well, uh, how <laughs> Dude, his makeup is just hilarious. Man. That whole that whole interview is so funny. Uh, I don't know if you've watched the whole thing, Adam. Yeah, I, yeah, I tried. The, the I whole, think you sent me the whole one, yeah. The whole thing with the guest house where it, it slowly revealed, you know, bit by bit that he's staying in her guest house. Yeah. <laughs> and she wants to install cameras, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so <laughs> funny. And then he, he threatens to electrocute her. Oh, it's yeah. a... The whole thing is very, very funny. Yeah. So this show, and and because I, I saw other clips, is what what they do is they bring in actors and actresses, and then they put on makeup on them, but they don't know what the makeup is, and they surprise like, all right, this is what you are. It's like that, and then and then they do a surprise interview. So there's no time to prep or anything like that. Yeah, it's they all improv. Yeah, it's all improv. They get them in the in the costume, and then they put them into this interview with this chick here, and she's really funny. So it's a it's a funny concept. Yeah, I like, um, I like that idea. Oh, yeah. I, I, okay, I sent this to you. This is worth watching. We're not going to watch the whole thing now. What's it, no. like 10 minutes long? Yeah, it's 10 minutes long. But, you know, I, when you first sent it, like, oh, yeah, I know this. But they changed it. So it used to be shorter. But the, in the middle, they have Biden and Trump right in there, like using AI voices. Yeah. So that's what I didn't see. But I, but I remember seeing the beginning of this and the ending of it. Um it, it, it's it's super and i think this is why i always end up liking sci-fi is because it always tends to be on the mark um in terms of just how humans are i mean yeah. we don't we're not going to play the, the the clip or if we are we're not going to play the whole thing obviously no, I basically think that, you know all these ufos and aliens show up and 
humans get into a race to try and con- be the first contactees. You know, it's a race between different countries, and then yeah. the world the world goes to war um, at the very end, um, and the aliens basically just tell everyone. You know, we thought you were more evolved than this. Um, we're going to leave you alone and make sure no one else contacts you. Okay, yeah, I think it's right here at the end. What, what they, they they say why they want to leave is this. That's the explosion. Yes, yeah, right after this. Oh, we tried to get to it. Someone did. It was a it was a race. Time ago, I ordered the use of our oh. nuclear arsenal against Russia and its allies who have crossed the line with the massacre of our delegation in orbit. Together with our NATO allies, we have launched the wrath operation against every country that was involved in this massacre. Wait, wait, okay, wait, what massacre? Do you, can you sum yeah, it up? He's, so, yeah, um, basically Russia and the U.S., I think it's a U.S.-NATO um, alliance, doesn't really matter. Okay. They're both okay. racing to get to the mothership to be the first contact with the aliens, uh, Russia ends up blowing up the U S transport, uh-huh. killing everybody. And then th- there's a full scale nuclear war, uh-huh. war on earth. That's okay. what he's referring to here. Got it. All right. And that's what they're going to react to. Okay. I want everyone to accept the new your bunkers until the wrath operation. Greetings humans. Here we go. We have observed your actions with great disappointment. Your inability to see beyond your own selfish desires has blinded you. You have failed to recognize the interconnectedness of all things and the importance of cooperation and respect. Of course, they have a British accent, right? You know, the, sure. The aliens, yeah. The, the <laughs> the, sound. If because smart, Bert- yeah, if they're smarter than us, they have to have a British accent. Of yeah. <laughs> and, you know, hey, we yep. can this is AI as well because Biden is speaking way too co- coherently to. <laughs> yeah. He froze. He froze. Is it today? He froze or yesterday? He froze speaking about Ukraine or something. Uh, who um, knows? Who cares? But yeah, you know, I mean, and the, the reasoning makes sense. I always go back to, you know, most humans are empathetic and, and sweet and, you know, want, want what, what, what everyone else wants. It's the people like in charge of humanity who are the psychopaths. And so this criticism of humanity, and maybe it is our fault because we allow them to lead us. You know, I guess, you know, you, we're kind of the fault for that, but maybe not. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm torn into like you know, do you, is it really humanity's fault or have we are we just you know a hostages kind of situation? I I think it's little column A, little column B. Uh, unfortunately, to rise to the top, to get into power, you have to kind of be a psychopath because, you know, to want that kind of power, that kind of position, is you know that that kind of makes you sick in the head. Unfortunately. Yeah, we, you know what I mean. We, no, yeah, no we one... reward the wrong behavior, and you know, people that that crave the type of attention like that that a president gets, you know, yeah, it's going to be a, a different type of person. Like, I don't want to be in, you know, giving speeches in front of billions of people. Some people yeah. like that, and it might be the type of person that's just nuts. Right. Yeah, and and, and just imagine that being hated by at least half the population. Oh yeah, at all, at all yep. times. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're not going to appease everybody. Yeah, it does sound awful. You know, people going to bed just, you know, obsessed with you and like just wishing harm upon you. And yeah, who wants that, man? Uh, well, I wouldn't mind people going to bed being obsessed with me. <laughs> I guess it depends what kind of obsession. Sure. <laughs> so this is from this is a clip from Jimmy Dore. Um, I, wait, I'll get to who this guy is. I forget who he is, though. But 
just in line with what we were just talking about. And it's a theory we've we've spoken about too. This guy is saying that UFOs are basically trillionaires. Um, now, no. you know, yeah. It, what has it, has that always been the case? Maybe you know, but it's, it's it's a quick clip. I'll bet you there's a such a thing as trillionaires. Yeah, that's and another thing too. And they're just true. Shit rolls downhill. So of course there's they trillionaires. They are like slaves themselves, right? It's like a pyramid scheme. The money flows up. They got to pay their upline, and you're in their downline. And they're at the bottom of the base. We have, of course, the homeless. Then we're going to bring in illegal immigrants above the renters. You can see every level of it. At the top, that's probably what all them UFO sightings are. Those are trillionaires, not time travelers. They're so rich, they get to live in another goddamn dimension. I'll bet you there's <laughs> such a thing as. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, it's so not is, far is, the, is there a, is there a theory out there with for that they are time travelers? Because I was yes, that's, that's kind of what yeah, I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah. I never actually heard that theory. I mean, I mean yeah, you guys one of them about is that before? time travelers. Yeah, one of those time travelers. One of them is oligarch, a breakaway oligarch, oligarchs. You know, from the 1800s, basically, like uh, late 1800s, that they broke away at some point. That's where the airships come from, and so it's just hmm. yeah. Uh, well, there's also there's also I'm trying to remember, I cannot remember the name. They had a you know, supposedly some of the aliens that they've um, recovered, they have a name for them and I cannot remember it, but they're like 50,000 years ahead of us and they're coming mm -hmm. back to protect the timeline. I think, I don't really think that's a like a real theory with a lot of proof behind it. I think that's just a story that got a lot of traction. Yeah, well, even Corso though, Corso said that uh, they're most likely time machines. Now he doesn't say that's us, but he's just saying that, just the way they travel through space and different dimensions, it, it just ha it just warps time, and that's why. Yeah, well, um, it's not like not not like a Back of the Future kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, time travel is such a finicky, weird thing in and of itself. Um, you know, it, it breaks every rule or law of physics that we've we we know is true um, in our modern day. Yeah, and it still allows it. I think uh, what was that? Yeah, it needs to be multi unit. It has to be a um, multiverse for right. it to really work, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it, you know, it makes it it makes no sense. I mean, because if you go back in time, you already that's already creating a paradox. Um, exactly. right. Yeah, it doesn't. Cuz that would have to have have had happened, right? Every right. single time. Yeah. Exactly. So like the whole back to the future one is not that's not going to work because, yeah, there's the paradox of it. And you could if you can go kill your grandfather, then, you know, you're not you're not around to do that anyway. So, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. But if it's a multiverse and when you actually go to a time, different time in another universe, right, that's right. similar, but not the exact same one. <clears throat> it's, de it's definitely possible based on what I've seen. Uh, it seems like a lot of the, the times that the aircrafts are taking samples from uh the environment right whether it was the, yeah. the atmosphere mm -hmm. or it's the water they yep. seem to be they seem to be looking to see what the environment is like and, and that could be that could be proof that they're trying to save something or or they're at least test something. this yeah test something right and why are they always at the nuke test i mean or i mean you know there's, there's also a theory that the nukes nuclear testing used to mess with the craft and that's why it's all they used to crash they used mm. to mess with the, with the with the electric uh the electromagnetic part of our planet and then that would ruin their navigation and they would crash and and since we stopped that we don't see that anymore or we don't see as many sightings as we did during the 40s 50s and 60s i think we stopped in the 60s right basically there's a thousand theories um and there's proof for every single one which means there's no proof at all it's very <laughs> well jim mars used to say uh, on, on most of his books and he's he's the author of alien agenda and uh, anyway, great, great author, but he say all of the above, 
You know, he's just saying, yeah. yes, they are from another planet. Yes, they're from different dimensions. Yes, they're time travelers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, so what, what do you got here, cuz? So N- NP- NPI launches flight of ads, encourages public to demand Congress hold UAP hearings. This is um, uh, this is Danny Sheehan. He's well-known in the Great hair. industry. Yeah, lobbyist. Uh, he's got lots of contacts. He is an ex, or is he still... Uh, uh, a Jesuit, but that's what he he came into this from the the Jesuit order used to use him to go and find out if this was secret decades ago. Anyway, but now he's he has the New Paradigm Institute, and uh, he was he's launching he's launching he launched a campaign to ask constituents or people to contact their Congress uh, representatives and ask them to have more congressional hearings now. This is why this is because he's upset, right? The UAP Disclosure Act, Mika. I don't know if you know, but there was a UAP Disclosure Act that Schumer put in the NDAA. It was really comprehensive. It talked about non-human intelligence. It talked about imminent uh, domain. It talked about you know going and getting these crafts and the biologics, and it was gutted. But so Danny was one of the authors of that, and he was so upset where he, he said, "Fine, if we're not going to do this illegally, we're going to do catastrophic disclosure." Yeah, that was the name of yeah. episode 49, 50. I don't know. What does yeah, that mean? Yeah. It just means they're going to open everything up. Yeah, exactly. They're going to force it. Um, so they might get the Epstein treatment. Probably. But apparently the Gang of Eight are, re- are read into all of this. So it must be so bad or so scary because... It got approved by the House. It got approved by the Senate. The, the The president said, "Yeah, if it reaches me, I'll 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 sign it." The Gang of Eight saw it. They gutted it and just took out everything except for the National Archives. Mika, um, I'm gonna I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, but what would have to be so, like, what would the news have to be that would be so scary that you would not want other people to know uh, what the truth is? If I, if I was like leading the government, you mean? Yeah. yeah or if, just, you were, if, you, if you were the Gang of Eight, for example, if you were some, Gang of Eight, someone in the know or someone in charge, what would the news have to be that you would say, "Okay, screw this. We can't tell anyone what's going on." Man, I don't know. I, I'm I'm on the side of you know, letting letting people know what's happening and, and just like kind of dealing with the truth. So I'm not I'm not one to hide something like that. So it's tough for me to say. Um, but if I'm putting myself in their shoes, I would say if it, if it uh, messes with their sovereignty messes with their power mm. um then yeah you know, a power that, thing yeah it could be a power thing that they don't want other people you know another entity to have higher power or right or something like that yeah it makes sense um, especially yeah. at their government right we entrust them with our security we entrust them with so many things if there's a if there's a species or something out there that they can't control and they, they have to admit that you know it's it, it, they'll lose I guess the respect of the people or the trust of the people or whatever. Yeah. Their power is threatened yeah. because of that. And, and, and it has to be a group like that, a very small group with a lot of power because government as a whole, it's very hard to keep any secrets. Um, very hard. Yeah. Like, and, people, and people don't want to, people don't want to do it. Especially right, now and, and, in this day and age. Right. And this subject has leaked out for decades. Everyone keeps saying, well, how come they keep it secret? They don't keep it secret, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And exactly. if there was nothing to it, why would they gut the UAP Disclosure Act? Why? If there was nothing to it. You know what I mean? Uh, it gave them, it gave the contractors immunity. It still gave him an excuse of national security. You know, so it's not like, it was very bizarre how it was gutted like that. But, you know, if if you follow it like us, 
It's not bizarre. This is this is what happens. Um. So we brought up Roswell earlier, and this is uh yeah totally on brand. What really happened during Roswell crash? America's most famous UFO case is thrust back into the spotlight again by former NASA scientists who say the new Pentagon report is quote unquote bogus. Um, so I don't know what report he's talking about, but um, if you remember, Kirkpatrick was saying that they're going to come out with a report about Roswell. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's Kirkpatrick. He said something about it. Is this it? Oh, here, you can go here. Last month, Dr. <coughs> Sean Kirkpatrick, <laughs> the Pentagon's departing UFO chief, teased his own office's own conclusion, teased his office's own conclusion. The Air Force's 1994 report was correct. Roswell's flying saucer crash had just been debris from a top-secret Project Mogul spy balloon. If I remember right, Project uh, Mogul was a project that was intended to help the U.S. identify when nuclear weapons have been set off in other parts of the world. Yes? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly what Project Mogul was. So basically, and also if I'm remembering correctly, they would basically fly a balloon way high up in the sky and it would detect um uh, yeah a test it, right nu- nuclear test through i'm trying to like it's, it was gamma it, rays probably it was a gamma ray yeah something like that yeah and that's what that's what they say the um the 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 roswell crash was but again if you go back and you look at the original eyewitnesses to it um none, none of that story really adds up like like i said at the top of the show you know the whatever it was ufo or giant weird balloon was lying in the desert for two days before anyone came across it accidentally yeah um you know and it seems really weird if this is a top secret project they wouldn't be all on top of yeah know. and they, they found uh, an intact craft like a month after that it was identical to the one that crashed and not only that, but the U.S. military said the, the the next day that they had a crashed UFO, and then they they retracted that statement and said, yeah. "Oh, it's a balloon." But also, how do you how do you um, mix up a balloon with an air, aircraft? Well, this is why people get this is why people get up in arms exactly. about the Roswell incident, because yeah, yeah I mean that's a, it's a really stupid. You know, and that's the other thing is a balloon doesn't leave a debris trail that's a mile and a half long or how, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. Especially with metamaterials like that. With We didn't have that stuff in the 40s where you'd, you'd crumble it up and it comes right back. It, it, it What was it? Uh, it, had, it had memory. It was memory metal. Yeah. Uh, you, you couldn't burn it. You couldn't puncture it. If you crumple it up, it'll go, go back to the way it was. It was light. It was strong. You know, we didn't have that stuff back then. Yeah, we still don't have that, do we? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I was. Well, if we did, every of, iPhone would be made out of it. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, of course, Kirkpatrick is going back to the Project Mogul thing because that's what he's paid for. Uh, independent experts, including former NASA scientists, tell DailyMail.com that official documents created by the very scientists who ran Project Mogul themselves flatly contradict the government's theory. So they're still lying to us. It sucks, man. It sucks because Arrow, you know, is supposed to be on the side of, of truth. It's supposed to be. Um, are, are we going to talk about Arrow this week? I know they just passed that. Was I don't know. Was it a bill or, or a law or whatever where where um, uh, air, airline pilots can now report directly to Arrow if they see something weird? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we covered it either last week or a couple it, weeks ago when they passed okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, now now that they won't be ridiculed anymore, right? When pilots, when yeah. pilots do that, and pilots um, do see uh, a lot of crazy stuff. Exactly, and the the funniest thing about the Project Mogul thing, and uh, was like they said, oh, and the bodies that were that were seen were from another project, which didn't happen to the fifties. Dude, I I love all of the offshoot Roswell theories. Um, the one where Russia essentially tried to create a UFO panic by throwing out a bunch of dis, dis, disabled and disformed children over the Mexico border uh, into uh, New Mexico. That I think that one's my favorite. What about the German one? It was Germans, and they were they were uh, they were. Um... They were experimenting on on kids or something. I think, I think that's I think and, that's one of the same. The Russians oh, okay. were, were working with <laughs> with uh, World War II uh, Nazi Germans to you know create deformed children and then yeah, yeah. Just toss them over the border. And those were the aliens. Yeah, <laughs> were deformed children from Nazi experimentation or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, it's creepy. Oh, what's this one? Creepy footage believed to show alien carried away on stretcher. I've never seen this one. Yeah, I, fake anyway. I, yeah, I was gonna say I, I tend to think those kind of things are fake. Let's let's I, let's move on to the next before? one. Because oh, there's a ton of there's a ton of like actual cool stuff that's coming out about the Nazca mummies uh out of what is that Brazil? Oh yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um oh yeah, now, you, you sent me this one. This is really cool. Uh mystery video shows disc-shaped UFO intercept and disable nuclear missile with laser beams. Whistleblowers claim, yeah, this is from the seventies, I believe, right? The, the, the yeah, or, or late sixties. Yeah, the U.S. military is in possession of video footage showing a UFO intercepting and disabling a nuclear missile with laser beams, according to whistleblowers. Crazy. Uh, retired officers from the U.S. Air Force say the disc-shaped object circled an unarmed dummy warhead during a routine test after it detached from an Atlas missile booster. There it is. There was well, there's an image of. Of it, and it was from uh, it was from Vandenberg Air Force Base here in California, and they were filming this test launch of a nuclear uh, weapon, and then they appeared, the UFO appeared, and blasted with four, yeah, four laser beams. Nuclear warhead is disabled. I mean, this is national security stuff. If we've got, I mean, first of all, if UFOs are are disabling nuclear weapons, bravo, good job, UFOs. But yeah. second of all, this is oh, it is the sixties. You're right. Um, or, or wait, you know, this, this is a, a national security thing. If, if if we have a third party that is interrupting, um, you know, government projects like this, that is a that is a big deal. I mean, maybe not for our day to day lives, but you know what I mean. It, like this yeah. is something important that should be shared with, uh, you know, our populace. So this is from, it is Dr. Jake, is the 1960s. He was at the helm of a military telescopic photography site in Big Sur, California. Um, I was gagged from a revealing alien secrets. Is this the guy? Is this Jacobs? I should also oh, state no. clearly. No, no. no, it's Dr. <laughs> Kirkpatrick. <laughs> Mr. Sean Kirkpatrick. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, Jacobs is funny, actually. He, he, he said, and someone tell Mr. Kirkpatrick, F you. <laughs> it's a really funny video. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, Dr. Jacobs is, is a whistleblower. First, first-hand witness, right? He saw it with his own eyes. This is his story with the CIA coming in saying, were you guys screw screwing up up there? What is that? And he's like, it's a UFO. And they confiscated the video. So that's why they know we have it. Well, he clearly just saw some swamp gas bouncing off of the yeah. Venus 
yeah. some rings or something, you know. All right, right let's let's move All on right. to what we so got next. Moving on, we have you, you sent me this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 10,000-year-old megastructure found beneath the Baltic Sea. So I was trying to do a little bit more research on this because the picture provided is nothing. That's just a, yeah. a mound of something under the water. I think, yeah, and this guy posted the whole thing, but it, they dated this way, does it say where? 10,000 10, years ago. Yeah. You know, and, and humans weren't supposed to be so evolved back then. Um, and another common theory, Mika, that we talk about on our show a lot is that human history has been largely, we don't know the, the actual truth of it. It's been largely, oh, I, I'm obsessed with this topic. I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and you know, there's been lots of cataclysms in the world. So hu humanity has become, has become advanced and it gets destroyed and then remnants are alive and they revive it again. And we, yeah. we're living in one again, you know, probably when Atlantis was destroyed. You know, those the remnants of those families probably restarted civilization in Egypt and Samaria. That's why they mm -hmm. came out of nowhere. And, you know, that's where we are now. So, and it might, again, get destroyed, many people are saying, by the sun. Yeah, and what's interesting, too, a lot of, like, the, the ancient um, religions of, often have a foreigner coming in coming in and explaining, like, technology oh, yeah. to them yes. and stuff like that. Uh, and so and yeah. it, the, that foreigner often, often uh, appears very similar throughout the world. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's that's a very very uh, What's interesting. His name? Period. Uh, the the Latin the Latin right, Kinsequatl or oh, I can't. Yeah, uh, the, the, that's the that's the Mex the Aztec one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah, that same that same uh, theory has been has been or that same like story has been told in many different places. Yeah. Sumeria, same thing. Yeah. They, that out of nowhere they had like schools of they had uh, mathematics, science. Yeah, we uh, talked. Was that last week? We talked about Pythagoras. Oh yeah, yeah. That he used. Yeah, that's right. That he used to go down. He basically learned. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they they found that the, his his theory, the one that mm -hmm. obviously the famous famous Pythagorean yeah. theorem. There we go. Mm -hmm. Um, was was discovered to to be written was it in Sumeria. That was it was like much longer than much further, he, yeah. much further uh, before when when he said yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And then and then we said he probably he, he I'm sure he learned it from the mystery schools in Egypt. Um. So yeah, I mean. This is definitely an alternate history that we, you know, we're not allowed. This is a certain narrative, right? The whole out of Africa thing, and then the and then the Fertile Crescent, and then we started agriculture and anything else. Forget it. They're, yeah. they're, they're not going to touch it. Well, and one thing we brought up. Oh man, I'm so bad at this. It, I think it was last week. The building of the pyramids. You, yeah. you had that video of the possible oh, yes. how the pyramids could have been built and yeah. you know it would have taken an actual and i said this at the time an actual like engineering you know super genius to figure out how to do that just you know how it was planned out and how they exactly they, it, they have thing. no idea how they did it and, and and then it's perfectly aligned with with the stars like yeah perfect it's, and it's the same thing in mexico it's the same thing in in, yeah. in yeah. southeast asia so something was lost I, some I, knowledge was lost i just sent i not just sent i just recently saw and i meant to send it but i didn't um the, there's a they found these pyramids in china that align perfectly you know exactly the same alignment as you know the great pyramids in egypt uh, it, yeah it, it's stuff like that it's just you know humans everyone yeah everyone thinks we we're just these stone age cavemen and up until a few thousand years ago and that even just, here every, and it keeps here. getting proved wrong yeah, yeah exactly yeah. And San Diego, have, there's have supposed you, to be pyramids. 
Have you guys heard the theories the, that uh, there's a potential theory that the way they move, they were able to move the uh, the rocks for the pyramid was with sound vibration? Sound, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that, yeah. that's very, very interesting. Yeah, because the, the Tibetans do that too, where they get together and they do a certain sound, and at some frequencies they can raise things. Um, so crazy. One well, and also Stonehenge, they keep going. They can't figure out how that was put together. So you here's know. the Nazca mummies now. I mean, just to yeah, go, go. with our history and like what's hidden from us, other than. So give like, me a quick breakdown. Of what what are these Nazca mummies? So, uh, ha- uh, Adam, you might have to correct me if I'm wrong, but basically there was they there was this dig site. I feel like it was a, like a decade ago now, where they uncovered all these mummies that were very weirdly yeah. shaped. You can kind of see it in the um, um that t- the 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 poster has it as their icon or whatever their avatar oh no in in which country are they were they I, found, I think they're found it, in peru peru that's what it was peru. yeah but um yeah. they in they found the, these mummies they're weirdly shaped um and they just they're not they don't look human but they look humanoid mm-hmm. uh hopefully this okay. video shows exactly what they look like because they do look like your typical you know great aliens that you would see in a movie or something they're speaking in French, so that's why I have it muted. Um, with, with like bigger heads and smaller bodies, is that yeah. what you they're mean? Not by... only a meter, they're only yeah. a meter tall. And um, the thing is, the guy who brought them forward was this, was a Mexican ufologist. He's okay. been caught doing some hoaxes. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't do all hoaxes, but he's well, high. Also, are, are these are these the the bodies that that, that was kind of like uh, on display earlier this yes. year? Yeah, or earlier in 2023, yes. I should say. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I, I I'm still on the fence with these. I don't I don't believe. I go from not believing to believing it. But again, I'm still on the fence only because a lot of these universities are taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, and I was, but I, was I thought it was a hoax. So don't they? Didn't they find similar uh, mummies in Russia too? Wasn't that the thing? Or, or Canada? Oh, oh, was it Canada or Russia? Yeah, the one uh, from. I, I don't, but it was found in other places in the world, and they the bodies lined up exactly. If this is if this is a hoax, it's really well thought out. And there's a very good possibility that there have been over the the centuries in on Earth there has been different types of, of uh, humanoid. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, even in, I know in Africa to Africa, which country specifically, but they they found that cave that that showed um, burial sites really deep in a cave. Um, and found that the bodies were from a different species other than humans. This is they have a whole uh, documentary on it in Netflix. Um, but really? these these um, human like primates have like longer arms. They're shorter what? than they're shorter than us. They think they were they were much more like monkeys and able to swing. But they were they they had rituals and burials. Um, and they were you know, me. carrying bodies through this this long cave system in order to to bury them in a specific place in a specific way. So it's a very That's likely cool. chance that they were at the same time humans. Uh, how we how we see them now, we're not doing the same thing. So they were much yeah. much more advanced than than us uh, living amongst us. I mean, this and, is such a big planet. You know, yeah, we can't yeah. just sit there and think we're the only ones who've been on here. Do you do you happen to know the the name of the documentary off the top of your head? I'll, I'll find it in the next two seconds. Okay, yeah, that I, that's right up my alley. So I'm. It's cool that they're still taking it seriously, and universities are still looking at it because many people are like, <laughs> "Oh, they they just put together some llamas and some human bones and blah blah it, blah." It, you know, scientists should be able to uh, research what they find instead of being shamed. If they even if something is like this is so stupid. You know, that shouldn't be a reason not to research it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I got the documentary, guys. It's called uh, Cave of Bones. 
2023 documentary. It's on Netflix, and they're called the Homo Naledi, N-A-L-E-D-I. And they were shorter than us, and just longer, longer arms and shorter. Yep, yep. So um, let's see if I can pull up like a picture or something like that, or if someone wants to Google it. Can't um, bones. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, the Homo Naledi. Yeah, I'll pick it up. It's a primate, similar to similar to us, but they. They are based on their the bones they have. They found full skeletons, um, and so they're able to put, obviously piece them together and and see how they compare and and to and contrast to humans uh, yeah. or Homo sapiens. And so there are different, um, but it is very very interesting because because of the way that they were found originally. I think they they just kind of wrote it off as you know they were maybe they just fell down this hole. But the cave system that they have to climb through is incredible. It's like it's it's a very difficult climb and so they were dragging bodies or, or carrying these bodies through this cave system in order to bury them in the site that they found um which and they and they did it in, in a circle so which which highly highly suggests they were doing a uh, ritual interesting is this yeah like this national show this one bone cave top top left i think is the one you're looking for <laughs> yeah yeah there you go yeah if you type in homo the cave of the monkeys homo uh, naledi yeah hey you can't call people that anymore it's 2024 there it is yeah so check out that uh yeah so there's no way they could have just fallen in yeah well look look at that that thing called dragon's buck i think it said dragon's back back yeah so like cave entrance superman's brawl whoa and that's where they found him there, there, where it says Dina Letty Chamber. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly not a just walk in the park. Holy but cow. To, but to you guys' point, though, like the first thing they say is, oh, no, you know, this is just someone was playing with some bones. But they found various uh, like burial sites like that um, in a ritual, in a circle. So it's, it's it was very obviously a funeral. Man, that's wild. Yeah, that's human nuts. history is so much... Uh, more complicated than we'll ever know. And, and you know, speaking of talking monkeys, and then we have, then we're doing stuff like this, you know. So this is the new uh, shuttle aircraft. It's, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of these private companies are doing this. This is not NASA. This is a uh, private corporation, and the the craft is called Tenacity, and this is them building it, and it's going to be uh, going into space just like the shuttle did. Um, with new propulsion, obviously much lighter, stronger material. Um, it's just crazy how NASA just doesn't do this stuff anymore. Well, know? and as, as someone who loves science fiction, um, where are the guns? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put enough guns I'm on sure there's somewhere, right? The DOD, I'm sure, requires it. <laughs> but look at that thing. And it's just, I'm sure that's all carbon fiber. And that's, it's going to be sitting on that for two. Yeah. Sierra cool. Space. Do you know? Do you know when they are gonna launch that? This year, so sometime this year. Really? But okay. yeah, don't cool. they keep saying stuff like that? Of um, course. Yeah. Oh yeah, this happened a few days ago. I'm sure you heard about this, guys. U.S. House of Representative Intelligence Chairman Mike Turner from Ohio said all members of Congress have access to info on "quote unquote" a serious national security threat. He's requested Biden quote-unquote, declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, and the title stops, <laughs> I'm assuming so Congress, so that Congress can do something. 
So that Congress. <laughs> period. <laughs> so that Congress, period. So that Congress. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm requesting President Biden declassify uh-huh. information so that Congress, so that Congress the administration, yeah. and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Uh, so it came out, it is something to do with space. Biden even said something today or yesterday saying that there are new capabilities that Russia has uh, that they can do with with satellites. It hasn't been deployed yet. So people were, you know, we don't have to actually go out of this, but, you know, people were guessing. Here's standforbetter.org saying two guesses. Putin has violated the 1967 Outer Space Treaty and has deployed nuclear weapons on a space-based delivery system. I mean, I'm sure they're ready to do that. And yeah, I was going to say, do, do, yeah. do you guys think, I mean, I, I'm of the belief that probably every first world country has some sort of nuclear capabilities in space. Yeah. I mean, well, we know that supposedly whoever, you know, the extraterrestrial or the NHI, you know, don't like nukes in space. So, you know, maybe they'll get rid of them if they saw that. Um, but then. Plus 40 wait, in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Love is in the. So this happened the same day. SpaceX launches classified U.S. Space Force uh, one of 24 satellites on secret Valentine's Day mission for U.S. Space Force. So this happened the same day that that we had the classified. So w- were they deflecting? So no one, you know, a- asked too many questions about these satellites because it was six of them, and they're they're keeping them secret. Yeah, that's always a good sign. <laughs> we don't know much about the U.S. Space Force 124. The Space Force remained mum about it until this morning when it emailed out a statement saying the mission is ready to fly. So no one knew anything until they basically just took off. I have a, um unrelated um, Space Force story that might be kind of funny. <laughs> okay, No, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, when I was in rehab... Um, mm-hmm. there was a time where it was, it was right around the holidays. And so the cigarette slash vape guy didn't show up and that's like okay. basically gold there. And <laughs> so one of the, one of the, uh, people who worked there went out and bought a bunch of vapes and we were doing a trivia thing where if you got the question, right. Um, y- you know, you'd get a, you'd get a vape. Anyway, uh-huh. one of the questions he asked was you had to name all the branches of the military and Ooh. one of my buddies at the time, you know, he, you know, he said army, Navy, um, <laughs> air force and, and space force. And the guy just laughed at him and said, space force. What is this? This isn't star Wars. What are you talking about? <laughs> and like, you didn't and, know, you know, because it's like, you know, it's not exactly the brightest people of society. Some, uh, right. I shouldn't, I mean, say no, well, I shouldn't yeah. say that okay. a lot of people. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed it's bag. A mi- it's a mixed yeah, bag. Yeah. And so half the room laughed and me and a couple of guys were like, no, 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 Space Force is real. And it ended up turning this 15-minute argument because we weren't allowed to have our phones for that meeting where someone had to go grab their phone and look it up because half the room didn't believe the Space Force actually existed. They thought it was some make-believe weird thing. We're like, no, 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 Trump started it. And they go, oh, he's a Trump guy. You're a conspiracy guy. Like, no, oh Space Force is real. It's a real he's thing. A Trump guy. <laughs> So anyway. now, if you're a Trump guy, you're a conspiracy theorist, huh? Just that's, automatically. That's my un, that's my unrelated uh, space force story. <laughs> Not unrelated. Um, I mean, that's it. Just shows you how, you know, much of the population, I think they get to this conclusion. Whoever's on top, that you know, either people don't care, and it's not worth it's not worth the headache to tell people 
you know, what's really going on. And if they really want to know, they could find out, you know, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. It's, it's pacifying putting your head in the sand and not, not keeping, you know, seeing what's going on in the real world oh, or trying to figure out what's going on. It just is easier for a lot of people just to be like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm focused on my life. I don't really care what's happening. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. There you go. Yeah, that's a saying for a reason. So this came out uh, is a long time ago, by the way, but it, it, it made the rounds because of what's uh, what, what's happening in space, right, with Russia. So here's a quick one. Um, even though the, the interview is from 2022, the information is from the 90s, from I think 93 or 96. So this mm. is George Knapp when he went to Russia. I'll add this, Andy. Uh, one of the, inter- the people we interviewed in Russia, the first trip I was there in 93, was a Russian scientist who worked on their the equivalent of their Star Wars program. He had never spoken to a journalist, not just a Ru- not an American journalist, certainly, but a, he hadn't even spoken to a Russian journalist. He hadn't used his real name in public. And he came forward. It was the time when there was a window of opportunity there and spoke to us. He said, yeah, we, he showed me, he had this funny little thing sitting on the table when we came into the room where we interviewed him. And he had been living in one of these star city places that didn't exist on a map. For his whole career working on advanced weapons weapon systems and he showed me this little tabletop thing he called it the weapon of the aliens and he pressed a button and this beam burned a hole instantaneously in a razor blade he said this is what we're working on we want to be able to develop this technology what we call the weapon of the aliens we know that the americans are working on it as well we want to beat you to the punch this is also goes to the heart of why I'm I'm not encouraged that we're going to get anything like disclosure anytime soon is because there's a race for this technology. We're trying to figure it out. The Russians, the Chinese are trying to figure it out. How far each of those nations have gone, we don't know. But we're never going to release this information because we don't want them to know how far along we are. It is always going to be a matter of national security. And I think that you'll have people, organizations like the U.S. Air Force and OUSDI, that will never come forward and tell us what we want to know because of the national security implications. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I was just saying, I completely, completely agree. And I, I think he's correct, unfortunately. Yeah. And but yeah, then, he, my laser thing. I mean, you know, people thought think nine 11 was that, um, then the Brits just came out with, they have their, they have their laser weapon that can shoot down airplanes or missiles, you know, so it's out now. Um, have we made fun of the Brits yet on this on this podcast? Have we what? Made fun of the Brits yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we we say if you want to sound proper and and sophisticated. No, shoot. They... All right, I was gonna make a joke about the laser beam fixing their teeth, but I'll, I'll, let, it, I'll let it go. So they are our third <laughs> our third largest audiences from the UK. So oh yes, shoot, us. sorry, your guys, your teeth are perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, all, all my you... five guys anyway. And all you need, all you need, is enough benefit of the doubt. So you know, again, back to what we were saying before: enough people can believe it, and enough people don't believe it. That's all you need. It's just needed that that benefit of the doubt to be like, okay, well, this yeah. is all all BS. It's all you know. It, yeah. and I I can put my yeah. head in the sand and believe not believe anything, uh, well, no matter no matter what the evidence is. You're you're exactly right. Um, and you know, also it's one of those things like uh, Biden could call a press conference tomorrow and say mm-hmm. UFOs and aliens are real and half the people yep. will think it's some sort of weird play to get reelected or something. They won't They'll take think it it's seriously. A yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
that's that's how bad it's gotten. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, definitely. And even and and like you know, in in my circles, there are the conspiracy theories, right? Like I you know, I follow people who are like you know against COVID and all that stuff, and you know think there's something wrong with 9/11 or JFK, whatever, right? They have that type of thinking. But when it comes to this, they're like, oh, it's all fake. Oh, it's a psyop. I'm like, man, no, no, this it the psyop is that it doesn't exist. You know, yeah. so even the conspiracy-minded people can't accept this. They're like, ah, nah, it's all. Yeah, I mean, the, the media has done such a great job of brainwashing us um yeah yeah we're, we're so far down the hole there's just no looking out you know so the soul institute um and we've talked about them before uh they're a think tank right uh, david grush is in there uh gary nolan is also a director so they had an event i think a few months ago and they just uh, released a video so here's hal put off and hal tells a story uh of of going to a think tank about disclosure. So, but then he, he concludes that there shouldn't be a disclosure and he, he, let's, let's take a listen. It's four minutes. We can pause whenever you guys want. Um, but I think he, he says some, he hits some really interesting points here. And again, why there's probably never going to be disclosure, at least not, not in this, in this form of government we have now or system of government. Now, along the way, uh, it doesn't sound good, huh? No. Something that, that came across my path in, in this. Wait. Let's see if there's a transcript. Any oh, man. I was going to say, any right. chance you can just sum it up. All right, do it, do it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> there are about 15... Okay, actually, I'm sort of at the top. 2005, how put off attended a 2005 conference in D.C. on disclosure. I believe this was put on by John L. Peterson and the Arlington Institute. Put off. There were about 15 to 20 people. I recognized some of them from the military, the CIA, the DIA, some businessmen, and so on. They were all told this conference is about disclosing something to the American public. As a startup position, let's assume that they're have been crash retrievals by Russia, China, and the U.S. And the question is, can we bring this out to the public? Putoff started supporting disclosure, and then they broke up into groups and the discussions began. They made a long list of issues that would be affected by disclosure, the stock market, religions, politics, etc. By the time they got down to the bottom of the list, they were talking about if Corporation A has access to retrieve materials that Corporation B doesn't, then when this comes out, Corporation B is mm. going to sue Corporation A, and they're going to sue the government. This is really going to be a tough thing to handle. By the end of this conference, none of the groups supported disclosure. None. Why? Wow. It finally came down to the fact that the problem was there's so many areas to handle, and there was no way to handle them all at the same time. Therefore, we are going to recommend that we don't go forward with this. This oh being disclosure. God. Yeah. And uh, let's see what Jacques Vallée said. Scroll up just a little bit there. Uh, Vallée wrote about this in oh. Forbidden Science, December 2005. How was recently part of a panel assembled in Washington under semi-official auspices to discuss the potential impact of publicity revealing the reality of UFOs. Attendees were broken up into 64 societal sectors and eight subcommittees. Initially open to disclosure, all members ended up recommending secrecy because violent reactions to disclosure would be uncontrollable. Religious zealots would go on a rampage. There's gusts. Uh, 
um, religious zealots were going to rampage, clamoring for witch hunts. Uh, Hal doesn't know who organized the workshop or why. Now, I think the religious thing is also an issue. It was even in Contact. Remember the book and movie Contact? Even that there was a guy there who blew I've himself actually, up. I've been meaning to go back and watch Contact because I know it's a good movie. I just haven't it seen is. it in many years. I, I think it was remastered just recently, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but great book. Uh, great movie, too. And I, I, I think... I I also think that that's the biggest issue. Is Religion is not a joke, especially like the Abrahamic religions. You're talking about billions of people. Um, well, shit. I mean, look what's going on in the Middle East. I mean, religion's a big factor there. Right, exactly. So if you all of a sudden tell them that this was probably created or or their religions were created or highly influenced by NHIs and not really supernatural beings, and then you know they'll think you're you're trying to pull one on them or you're demonic or it's just it's a mess. Like yeah. seriously, even if the government came out, they'll say that they're they're controlled by a demon or something or Satan. You know, it's it's all a plot by Satan kind of thing. <laughs> it's an yeah, it's an easy like kill all, you know, argument yeah. to have yeah. religion. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, uh, but but here are all those videos from the soul industry. We're not going to go through all of them, obviously, but this is, we'll, we'll put this in the show notes. Carl Nell was there. He he apparently, um, he's a retired colonel in the U.S. Army and former deputy chief of staff of, for U.S. Africa Command. So um, he had a presentation, a great one, probably one of the best ones at the at this event. And he, had, he has um, great support for Grush, uh, which is great. Uh, reasons for non-disclosure that must be addressed. What's this? Is this showing? Yeah. I guess this is from his presentation. So again, reasons for non-disclosure that must be addressed preemptively. There's pros and cons. Of course, national security is on there, right? Um, I, I Okay. I, I Even though I don't agree with it, I can understand the national security thing. Um, credible plan, I don't... That's... I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, whoever... Who has a plan for something? Something like this. There's never going to be a quote-unquote credible plan. Societal disruption. Yeah, that's the whole religion thing, basically. Yeah. Covert, Covert agreements. agreements. You could basically put that one back under national security. Cover for misdeeds. That's one. That I, I They kind of buried yeah. that one there. I think that's going to be the... That would be the You're big right. reason. Yeah, yeah. That's number two right there. So probably societal disruption is the first one, and this yeah, is number two. This might be even number one, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think that's number one for sure. <laughs> because it's the corruption, right? These guys are corrupt. Yeah. And as, they I've, profited off of it. Yeah, as we, yeah, as we've proven time and time again on this podcast. Morally right. Avoid catastrophic disclosure. Provide loud technical... And this yep. is happening now here, too. Yep. Um, yeah, China's catching up, and you know, Mika, we've talked about this on the show before. Is that China does not overclassify stuff? Yes, it 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 cheats and it steals. So they'll they'll steal this stuff from us. These technologies, not steal, but it'll, the, the the plans will be leaked, and then they share it with their universities, their scientists, with no overclassification. So mm. a lot of these things is them, like in space, that they, they've really really advanced drone technology. Um, so yes, there's a fear now in, within our national security industry that China is catching up because a lot of this stuff is being leaked to them. Well, and the one thing, um, this might be controversial. The one thing that China is not afraid to do is just throw bodies at a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, you, like, do you know their, their law? If you, if you, if you're in your car and you hit somebody and they don't, they don't die, you have to take care of their bills until they die. And no. so people, if you, if you do. That's why in China, if you hit someone with your car, 
uh, you back up and run the person over so you make sure they're dead. <laughs> no, I'm not you joking. Pay their Bruce. bills forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought it's a communist country. Why isn't the, why isn't the government take over? I, you know? I I don't know. I, I you know you fall down these evil. these uh, deep internet holes and you come across dash cam footage and you see some really dark stuff and then you research why it's so dark and then you go, oh my god, this is worse than I could have even imagined. So that's why they back over just to make sure they're dead. Yeah, because you have to you have to pay their hospital bills. Oh my god! So there's a lot of. Uh... As as we can see, oh, Avi Loeb, he's oh, there. You uh, go. There's one eighty-two hundred uh, graduate from Israel into this, so he's not a spy or anything. Uh huh. That's what they all say. Yeah. Oh, so Kripal. So this guy, his presentation is really good. Uh, to offer you should definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at all these uh, off yeah. off the show. This one he talks about the religion. Yeah, see, historian of religions. Yeah. Um, him, uh, Pasulka, she does that also. She talks about that. She goes, it is religion um, and has to do with it. Christopher Mellon, of course, was there. Uh, this guy, he's he was head of Noah and he knows stuff. So he's seen things and wants disclosure. Um, oh, he's well, a let's, let's move on. This is a great resource uh, for all of our listeners. Go check this website out. Uh, as always, everything that we talk about on the show, we post in the show notes, so you guys can go and uh, listen to it. Or look yeah, at and it. highly recommended. Go th- go through all those all those yeah. talks. I mean, those are highly credible people. They're scientists. They're military uh, personnel. Some are even first time witnesses. So yeah, I mean, go go through it, listen to it. Uh, this is ask a poll, so it's ask a politician. He always it's Matt Laszlo. He gets to to the politicians and always asks them about UAPs. Um, so apparently, Louis Lou Elizondo had a skiff meeting with uh, with Congress, which I had no idea about. Where is the audio of this? Oh, here it is. Let's take a quick listen. So I heard you had a little visitor yesterday, Lou Alejandro. Oh yeah, that you brought him in. What what made you um, reach out or get connected with him? I had heard, well, I heard about him. Yeah. One, he's an expert. And that's the other thing. I'm going to bring him back. Everybody, you young people, all here in particular, because we, we've got a real problem. This isn't Playland. And he told us about the, the facts of the matter, um, about what's happening. And uh, that, too, was concerning. And he wouldn't give any classified things, as yeah. you would expect. But, my God, it's, uh, you know, I guess we're just going to be unprepared and just take it. This isn't political. This isn't yeah. politics. But for you young people, um, of course, it affects all of us, young and old. Do you, what was the heart of this? Tom, was it on... Uh, Oh, I mean, basically, so look, I guess they had a meeting with Lou Elizondo, and Elizondo, um, not scared them, but you know, told them how serious the situation is. How you know, we're, we're probably not prepared for if, 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 if anything happens, of course. Uh, it's not, it's not great audio, but it still it corroborates what we talk about. And this is another politician, what's his name? Um, Ralph Norman from South Carolina. So, you know. People like Green Street and Mick West, well, they they call these guys 
UFO religionists that are in Congress. Um, yeah, it's weird. There's just such a huge pushback on the whole UAP disclosure movement. Um, I mean, ha that has to be run, you know, behind the scenes, right? Oh, for sure. Those guys are definitely paid for sure. Yeah. yeah, because they don't talk about like, why don't you go through the National Archives? Why don't you go through the FBI, CIA, NSA, all those documents? Why don't you talk about that? But no, they have to focus on things just to discredit it. Right. Instead of the body of evidence that shows this is something real that's 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 been taken seriously by the government for decades. You know, they just completely dismiss that. So th this um, this was cool footage you sent to me. Um, two two people record the same UFO uh, in, in Moscow. I think I made a joke about oh that's clearly a meteor. I'm, yeah, obviously, obviously it's not. It's changing directions and you know there stuff it is. Like so it, I guess went behind this building. Oh, there it is showing up yep. again. Man, it's small. Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, a lot of the UFOs. Um, that were seen that have been seen, especially by military, they seem to be orbs. They used to call them foo fighters. It's kind of right. like a it's like a probe, probably, right? Yeah, that's it's some is some sort of probe to like it's not manned. I would right. exactly unmanned. This that's unmanned. the general yeah. that's the general theory behind it. Check out the I mean, because that's what we do, right? We have like oh, and in that Lockheed Martin video, they talk about having a mothership and then unmanned vehicles coming out of it. I mean, come on, yeah, <laughs> so that's one angle. Uh, Do you, I think you said it might be a drone. Do you think that's a drone? I mean, it's lit. It's got well, some... it's it's lit, or it's catching the light. I know it's a cloudy day there, but it's catching. No, because it, it would have been it would have changed at some point. Like it moves kind of like a drone there. It yeah, does, the whole yeah. the whole down and up thing from the or first balloons. the first video. What? Man, I I swear I keep muting that. Two different locations, two different. Points in time. No, they aren't. Oh, they're arguing. Oh, weird. People on social media are arguing about something. Go figure. <laughs> uh, there was another one too. Oh, yeah, this one. This one is not as clear. Yeah, um, you, you sent me this one as well. This is in uh, Texas. In Texas. So it looks like some kind oh, of meter word. comes down. There it is. And then it takes off again. Oh, there it is. I think they show it multiple times. It takes off here on this. So it comes in and then it takes off here. And this is uh, like a weather camera. Right. Yeah. Something yeah. That's, that's stable, not moving. It's it's there, static, and exactly. it catches it catches this. Oh, there it is. Yep. Ah. So boomerangs. It came in and then out. Yeah, that's boy, that's weird. I mean, I guess I could see that being a bird that gets caught on camera. <laughs> not at night. I don't know. There's no birds at night. That'd be a like, huge I, bird I, too. I mean, yeah. Plus, <laughs> if that is a meteor. <laughs> And plus, yeah, it's way fast because they've slowed down. I'm just trying to, yeah, that's really, really quick. Okay, I was looking at the slowed down footage and thinking it might be a bird. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Who who catches this stuff? That's be AI. But this is no, no, no. This is the uh, Mika's right. This is the weather cam that they'll do. And they no, I know, but who who went through this and saw that? Oh, you know what I mean, it just takes one person like looking and see something on there, and then oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, especially footage like this where there's not really anything to see. It's just city lights and a bunch of cars moving. So if something like that happens, it sticks out. Yeah. All right. Let's keep curious. going. We're at an hour here, and I feel like we've only gotten through a couple of these. <laughs> um, I mean, this can be quick. This is just... The, SCU. Uh, yeah, what the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies. Oh, I should have just let you keep talking. Hey, UAP, that's the name of our show. 
<laughs> uh, SCU announces 2024 annual anomalous anomalous aerospace phenomena conference. Wow, what a yeah, great title of this it. article! Uh, SCU stupid. conference returns to Huntsville, Alabama, with investigative journalist Ross Coldart ah, as keynote speaker. Of course, isn't DC? Um, anyway, they're they're doing a conference in Alabama. We should go, man. Would not be nice if we if we had a budget to go all these <laughs> right. Hey, uh, hit us up on Patreon, folks. You Come on, guys, on. support us. There's a support link in each and every <laughs> single show. Send us to Alabama. We might just stay there. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I'm sure it's quiet. And advancing the scientific study of UAP is at the heart of our organization, and our annual conference is part of that mission said uh, executive board member Rich Hoffman. This year's gathering is a continuation of our tradition of bringing scientists and academics together to discuss our shared interest in the in an enigmatic global phenomenon. Now, you know, again, are these guys UFO religionists? You know, I mean, these are academics and scientists finally getting together and taking this stuff, this subject seriously. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, it is great. And I we need more of that. Again, oh, well, they're not certainly, they're not doing any favors with that picture. <laughs> well, this is a different one. Isn't a vet in? You know, I couldn't find out where this is. This is a terrible article. Where's State Route 88? Ooh. Mount, uh, Superstition Mountain and Lost Dutchman Museum. Do you know where that is? No. Uh, Route 88. I don't know. Mysteries of UFOs, UAPs, and Bigfoot uh, <laughs> at February 19th through 25th event in Apache Junction. I would I would assume that somewhere in the southwest of the United States being Apache, being yeah. Apache on there. Where's and, yeah. Everything someone, that's happened over in Nevada, Arizona. I feel like someone get Jamie to pull that up. Jamie, pull that up. Lost Dutchman. Uh, what, what's what's that place called? Apache Junction. Yep. Trail. Apache Trail. East. No, East no, 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 no. Scroll, trail. scroll to the very top. Scroll to the very top for me. I'm looking at this right now. Right here. No, no, no. Very top. Apache. It is Apache right. Junction. Apache Junction. It's in Arizona. Ah, there it is. Okay, you're right. Hey. You got it right. Yeah, southwest. So if you're if you're in and around uh, Apache Junction, Arizona, there is all week starting tomorrow. You can go to this event and find out about UFOs, UAPs, and Bigfoot. I love how they just put in Bigfoot. There. Yeah, through Bigfoot. Hey, so listen, uh, <laughs> listeners of Apache Junction, Arizona, we will hire you for $0 to go to this <laughs> conference and tell us what it was all about. And well, you okay. Can, you can be on the show. Yeah, ex there you go. See, so it's not $0. They have, a, they have an opportunity to come on the show. <laughs> I will Venmo you three American $1 bills. Oh my God, Mika! Did you see this? No, what's this? Oh, okay. Let's just play it quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just play it. Just fire! Just fire! This is real, by the way. He's what? not joking. Okay. Just fire! Is he shooting at the back of the car? Like, what is he shooting at? Yeah, I have the whole story. Just... I've got the whole story ready to go as soon as we're done with the clip. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. 
All right, okay, let's just here, yeah, I think that's let's take it over. Oh no, okay, yeah, he doesn't, he don't, I don't think he shoots anymore. So, uh, essentially, if you scroll back to the very beginning, uh, this is a cop in Florida. He is walking back to his car. He's got an arrested individual in the back seat, handcuffed. And oh I God. should note that the person in the back seat has been checked for weapons. Um, you know, he he was frisked. No weapons were found. He's handcuffed in the back seat. An acorn fell on the top of this cop car, and he, this cop, said, thought it, he was shot. <laughs> he does a barrel roll a couple times, and this is. This is a neighborhood. This is not in the middle of nowhere. There's houses all over the place. He unloads his clip into the back of his own car where the suspect was in the back seat. Um, And he says, I've been hit. I've been hit. I can't feel my leg. I think that's later on. He, of course, was not hit. Yeah. This guy totally freaked out and panicked. Um, And when this footage did come out, this guy did resign immediately. Of course. I mean, he's like crawling, saying, I'm hit, I'm hit. And he's hiding behind the cars and he waits for backup to come, right? Yeah. Well, I and think they're all, I'm pretty sure that's drunk. standard, to, not to give him any credit, but that is standard uh, police procedure. I'm pretty sure is if you, are, you know, if you think there's any, you know, gunshots, you call for backup and you wait. But I mean, and yeah, and, and backup, of course, has, their rifles all pulled. They're like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? Look at that. The whole SWAT team is out. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, all of this happened because an acorn fell on his car. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> it really is embarrassing. <laughs> I have, I have second still... degree embarrassment from this video. <laughs> I feel you embarrassed know, and... for him. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you know, I, it's one of those things. I, of course, uh, had a, a really fantastic run-in with uh, the highway patrol not too long ago and they were super cool did not threaten to shoot me or pull a gun on me at any time no and that's been my experience too throughout my years even in bad situations cops have always been cool and i'll be honest with you guys i've only had bad experience with police what yeah i I know you're jealous of you only had bad experience. The first time ever uh, driving through, actually, first time ever in the South. I was driving from California to to Washington, yeah. and I was in Arkansas. Um, okay. Was going the exact speed limit because I had the uh, the cruise control on set for seventy. That okay. was speed limit. Uh-huh. Um, see a, see a, a cop there, you know, p- putting the radar out. I'm I'm going speed limit, so I'm fine. But yeah. of course, you know, I get pulled over. And the first thing he says is, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> you got what? I swear to God. Swear to God. Asked me what I was doing there while I was in, while I was in that county. Um, mm-hmm. He asked me where I was going. I told him I was going you know, going to Washington and just start a new job at the State Department. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, do you have any guns? Or, or are, you, uh, are you carrying guns with the State Department? What? And, you know, I swear, this, is, this, is, this is truth. And I, I did nothing wrong, right? Okay, yeah. So he takes my license, goes back comes back about 15 minutes later after i'm guessing i got checked out and i was clear um told me that i should go i should be going slower i told him okay i, I definitely can i was going speed limit because i had my my cruise control right. set to 70 and he's like yeah. okay well it's a little bit rainy out here so we just we're checking people they're going a little fast and i said but I, was i going was i going too fast he said well technically no 
<laughs> and, and then he let me go. But that, that's that's just one story of many that I've had with yeah. Lise. And, you know, trying to be respectful and trying to uh, yeah. yes, sir, and no, sir. But I did absolutely nothing wrong. And um, it was pretty scary, I will say. Because, you know, he had his, his hand on his gun the entire time. Weird. He was, like, looking for something, too. Especially going yep. speed limit. Yeah, exactly. I remember telling a story once where I was going speed limit. They're like, well, that was, that was your problem. You're going the speed limit. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> like Wait, always what? go a bit <laughs> over or something. Yeah, I know. It, it only would be fair to mention that, uh, well, we're not editing the show anymore. I was going to bring up skin color and why, you know, there is a difference. Yeah, that's that's I mean, a big, that's a big, that, but yeah. but that is, that is a big thing though. I mean. Where was it again? It was in Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. And uh, right after that, about 15 minutes later, I had another police just behind me, um, and was following me for about 15 minutes. So I got off the freeway. Got and also in Arkansas. Yep, yeah. Literally about 15 minutes after getting pulled over. Um, so 15 minutes later, I get, I, I'm, I'm getting followed by this, this policeman. So I, you know, take the exit. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna just go lay, lay low for a little bit. I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna get some food, and yeah. he follows me into the subway uh, parking lot. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Checked me out They're and then ended up leaving. Are you 100% sure it wasn't the same one? No, it was different. It was different. Yeah, it wasn't 15 minutes later. It was probably an hour later, but it was the same road I was on uh -huh. in the same state. I was going to say he wasn't like following you the to make you sure owned. that you left or whatever. No, yeah. Yeah. And then the, it was pretty soon after that, too, that same trip, um, there was a big truck with a, with a Confederate flag that was like coming up behind me he'd go in front of me slow down going behind me speed up like tailgate me really hard so mm, geez, did not weird. did not have a great experience in my first time in the south oh my god Wait, know, now, was the Arkansas. car rented or was it your car no this was my car it was like it had california plates on because i was driving from from that's what it was. orange county to washington that's what, that's what it was i saw the california plates yeah <laughs> maybe but they had to get how crazy you. is that dude that sucks man that's, that really does suck um racist. yeah man that jesus yeah i you've told me that you know what happened to you or mom did or something but anyway what's what's this story you you said this yeah to me I, okay i, I sent it to you and okay so in 1994 gloria ramirez was brought to the emergency room at riverside general hospital while treating her several hospital staff members suddenly became ill with symptoms symptoms like fainting, nausea, and muscle spasms. Um, and then there's a whole thing. Oh, here. Yeah. Basically, a uh, nurse reported garlic odor, uh, a garlic-like odor coming from Ramirez's body. Several people, uh, doctors and nurses, became dizzy and nauseous. Some got lightheaded, and they got a metallic taste in their mouth, which is usually blood. Um, Hazmat was called in. And they found that her Ramirez, the body that was brought in, uh, was highly toxic. The, her blood was highly toxic. Um, her blood had an unusual chemical composition and her veins were filled with a strange oily substance that was later identified as dimethyl sulfoxide, uh, DMSO. Anyway, uh, Ramirez that, died a few hours after being admitted. Yeah. And it's still kind of a big mystery. Several theories have proposed have been proposed over the years to explain the strange chemical composition of Ramirez's blood. One theory suggests that the DSMO was in her blood due to result of her cancer treatments. And then one of the other theories uh, I saw on here was that there was a meth lab in the hospital, but I think that is way too outside the realm of possibility. In the hospital, I mean, do they use that? The sulfur component gives it. 
So there's that sulfur smell again. Isn't sulfur usually with like the grays and like and like even even Bigfoot like the yes. sulfur smell? And uh, sulfur sulfur is like rotten eggs, right? Isn't that what sulfur yes. smells like? Yeah. 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 Um really bizarre. Yeah, I mean it, it it is really weird. There's also I think it's a creepy pasta. I don't think it's real. There's a similar story to this where a body was brought in um and basically the body just killed a bunch of people in the hospital not because it was like there was something right wrong. right yeah yeah there was not some, like the body disease. got up and started eating people's faces i wonder if it's a bacterial thing but yeah i mean dm so they're they're, they're sure it's, it's dmso that that did this i'm right? trying to remember uh, well never mind i'm, I'm not going to say what i what i do for a living <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on, we still yeah, have to deal on. with we have still have to deal with the whole Palestine Israel thing. You know, we've left. Oh, good. Let's get the podcast canceled. <laughs> well, he's a great clip from Dave Smith and Laura Loomer, both Jews, by the way. Uh, but Dave Smith is a libertarian. Laura Loomer, everyone knows who she is. Um, she's ultra, ultra, ultra Zionist, and Dave Smith is a libertarian. But it's a it's a good conversation here. Really quick, quick clip. I thought it would be good to um, to see you know, both sides of the argument here. People need to understand, right, that these are not they, these are not people trapped in some open air prison. OK, these are people who elected yeah, an Islamic terrorist organization to represent them. There are there are active polling measures taking place this week by Palestinian media, by Palestinian. These are Muslim organizations that are conducting polls that show that over 58% of the Palestinian population would elect Ishmael Haniya, the leader of Hamas, even after watching all the havoc that Hamas has, 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 has brought, right? And I'm not saying that there aren't innocent people. There are innocent people. But at what point in time do, do the Palestinian people, right, if they want to claim to be innocent civilians, at what point do they have a responsibility to to restore or kind of get rid of the status quo? Because don't people well, in, in okay. all societies have a responsibility to challenge or overthrow governments get, if their governments that, are that not serving the great, people? That is such a great question. So let me just say this, okay? The United States of America in the last 20 years, okay, between the war in Afghanistan, the war in Iraq, which I think we can all probably agree were like just ridiculous catastrophes that we never should have fought. Let's also add in there the war, uh, Obama's, which I'm sure you'll agree with me about, Obama overthrowing Gaddafi in Libya and leading to the migrant crisis into Europe was an absolute disaster. Let's also throw in yeah. there the attempt, right. So and let's bringing all, in all yes, the okay. refugees okay. to yes. attack yes. Americans. Hold yes. on, let me just finish my point. Let's also add in there the attempted regime change war in Syria, which we started that led to 500,000 people dying. Let's also throw in there the war in Yemen, which we backed the Saudis fighting. Don't which forget the something, Arab Spring. Some, hold on, something else <laughs> like 500,000 somewhere in that ballpark also died. When you add up all of the numbers, you're talking about millions and millions of dead, innocent people. What responsibility do you have? What responsibility do I have? What responsibility do you have? Are we fair targets now to be murdered because we haven't overthrown the status quo, as you just said? Why is it that we as Americans get to hold these standards against other nations, which we would never dream of imposing on ourselves? What, what are, you know, the question is always asked, what's Israel supposed to do? Don't they have a right to defend themselves? Do all of these countries that we've slaughtered innocent people in, do they have a right to defend themselves? Do they have a right to come over here and kill innocent civilians? I would say no. 
They don't have a right to come kill innocent civilians. You have political grievances with the government class, but it does not follow as Osama bin Laden or Bill Clinton or Barack Obama or George W. Bush would argue that it then follows that we can in inflict this collective punishment against people. If we're going to be the better ones, if we're going to say you're the Islamists, but we're the civilized people, if we're going to represent the best tradition of Western civilization, then the point would be that we don't believe in any of that. We don't believe that you can target innocent men, women, and children. People need to. <laughs> that's such a good point. That is such a good point. There's, so many, there, there's also so many flaws in what she said. Uh, oh, so yeah, many, of course. So she, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. She's. <laughs> Not to mention those, that that like six year old girl that was that was found dead in a car that was bombed. Like she definitely voted for Hamas and wanted Hamas to be the yeah. leader. Yeah, I know, right? In two thousand six, it's not like there's yeah, been other like. I mean, you know, yeah, the, the whole situation is so messed up, and it's just people like her, like Laura, who just cannot see the other side. Is it's just talking is, points? It's just an easy talking point for her to choose. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it it's something that Adam and I have talked about off of the show. I mean. You've got one side who truly believes they're God's chosen people and it's their, you know, destiny to have, you know, this territory. And there's other the other side is fighting literally for their lives. Yeah. It's such a power imbalance. It's it's sick. And they're occupied. They're occupied. They're not even a country. Like they don't have no control of any yeah. part of their they, economy. They they haven't had, like like no you just said, they haven't had an election since two thousand six. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's not a, that's not a real government. That's not a, that's not a real um, so it's not a sovereign sovereign country that that's it's not having these elections and and they are they are putting the leadership in place and that sort of thing. It's just not it's, it's not realistic to say. Yeah. That. It's horrific, man. It is horrific what's going on there. And you know, it's and Europe and this is this is this is happened. This is shared by David Reich. But I guess this happened in the Hague Central Station, in the Netherlands, um, where they were telling their citizens, the citizens of the Netherlands, that you are supporting a genocide because most people are oblivious to this. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's just another war in the Middle East. Oh, it's just Israel, Palestine, whatever, whatever. But they don't know like how bad mm -mm. Uh, this this is. This is in Dutch, though, so maybe we shouldn't play it. No, I, I think with some oh. it's okay because it's got the um, subtitles. Yeah, might have you to start that over. There's, I, okay. I can't hear any sound on my own. This is, a, it is, a, it's a very interesting thing that's happening right now. You see a lot of this happening in Europe and and even in the United States. You see a lot of like the people are seem to be supporting or at least against yeah. the genocide that's happening, and the governments, the people in in power, are just completely ignoring what a lot of the people are saying. Um, right. Who are their constituents and who are voting them in? They're just completely ignoring that. So it, it is, it is a, it is the first time that I've seen. I've seen many wars in gaza mm -hmm. over over my time following this um, yeah. and for those who you know don't know this, this was my entire um undergraduate degree was on the palestinian israel conflict and i, I worked that. worked for yeah and then i worked for five years um on this topic so i'm very well versed yeah. in this this topic and it's something that i care deeply about obviously um mm -hmm. you know for other reasons as well so so this is something that's very interesting but this year in, in this specific war i think is the first time that i've seen a lot of people in the population who are very supportive of the Palestinian uh, right for, for 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 a country for sovereignty and and the resistance to the brutality that's happening? Um, I'm, I'm, I think a lot of it has to do with social media too, and it's wrong, right? Yeah. But but exactly, it's it's. it's but they're it, getting you're getting firsthand accounts now from from 
uh, Gazans there who are just who are posting what's happening to them, and people are seeing this. And yeah, like, how can this be exactly? And, and yeah. there's in independent journalists, even even though they're killing all these journalists in Gaza, but this independent journalists here who are also um, even Israelis, you know, um, Finkelstein. Although they, he's he's they call him a self hating Jew, but Finkelstein that he's been out there saying there's nothing worse than this. What's going yeah. on? This this you can't compare it even to Dresden in World War II. He goes. And these are an impoverished people. Um, and Topher shared this with me, and this doesn't well, help. It's like it's like dancing I, videos. And I just, I just wanted to go back really quick. Uh, Mika said something earlier. That, you know, the politicians aren't going. You know, the, largely the people, you know, are rightfully supporting Palestinians, but our politicians aren't. When you right. dig a little bit deeper into that, and you see who is paying the politicians, the, who their support groups are, it becomes very obvious as to why. You know their decision making goes against what the people want and it's it's sad that you know that's what our government has come to it's horrifying yeah, did you see that guy uh brian is it brian mace and i'll forget his name but he's he's a congressman and he wore an idf uniform in congress he, mm -hmm. he, he lost two legs he lost two legs from these wars in the middle east and you know he's serving congress but they, he was confronted about and he wants to stop funding of UNRWA, but he was confronted uh, by this organization telling him how bad he goes. They are no innocent children in Gaza. He said, "No innocent children." He goes, and I will make sure not one penny is is given to UNRWA, and we need more weapons sent to Israel. And just when you look at this guy, him saying that, like it's just it's crazy, and just billions and billions and billions of our uh, tax tax money are going yeah. is going yeah. to to fund this as well, right? Yeah. And weapons. Here you go. Yep. You do it. Um, so, so but, but this doesn't help them, right? I mean, this, this, <laughs> no, it does not. This is so, stuff like this. Yeah, it, his. It, I mean, this is. Uh, Heritz publishes article in their food section about IDF finding small comforts <laughs> in looting and cooking the food of people they're opposing famine upon. So, Israeli soldiers, not only are they, um, you know taking land that's not theirs they're breaking into homes and eating the food of the people's homes that they are are stealing it's 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 absolutely fucking disgusting <laughs> we cook there with mixed feelings in every in every house in gaza we found olives olive oil and full of spices we cook there with mixed feelings and there's a picture of these fucking assholes cooking in the middle i mean i just it's disgusting and these are the good guys these are supposed to be the good guys I know, you know, people are like, well, why do you hold us into in, in highest or how come you guys are focusing on us? And, you know, why and why don't you focus on China or Saudi or because you guys say you you are the elite of the world and you rule the world, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. we should hold you in higher esteem if if you are really representing humanity and rule humanity or, or are the elite of humanity. Act that way. Yes, you should act better than China or Saudi. You know, yeah, you'd think so. At least, at least that's my reason. Because, because they say it's anti-Semitic for you just focus on Israel. You know, yep. watch focus on other countries that are doing bad things. Yeah, how did how did they how do they lock that one down? Everything, any critic, any criticism of Israel is anti-Semitic. Like, you know, yeah. it's power yeah. dynamics. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. And, and she's on the Daily Wire, right? And, uh -huh. and I'm so surprised that they haven't kicked her off yet. Uh, Candace Owens, uh, she has a great clip here, and. I remember watching the Super Bowl, but it's not funny. I don't remember watching any commercials from Israel, though. In the, in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I heard there were two. There was a, yeah. there was a big one that I, I only tuned in for the Super Bowl for a little bit. And I happened to, it was Stop Jewish Hate. 
Um, just and I must have not been paying attention. So here's his and, 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 and real quick, real quick before you hit play. I mean, yeah, personally, like if you look at this from a, from an actual like a real a real standpoint of of this is not a religion. This is not religion. This is not a religion. Right. No, it's not. There are right. there are pl- and you were just mentioning a few, but there are plenty of, of Jewish voices who are very powerful who are speaking out mm-hmm. against Israel. Um, mm-hmm. There's a huge group called the the Jewish Voices for Peace who is mm-hmm. very very supportive of Palestine. And, mm-hmm. and and the Palestinian people, so it's it really isn't and it shouldn't be a religious thing. It, no. it tends to be a defense for Israel is is to make it a, a religious um, mm-hmm. war, and it, and it really isn't. It's all about power dynamics. It's 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 they have a, a country. They're mm-hmm. trying to increase the size of their country and yep. push out the people that that don't want them there. Right. That that's yeah. what this is. It says it has nothing to do with with the religion that they are. Right. They have an expansionist policy um they they're always bombing their neighbors it's never enough you know they want they want syria like if they're like they've pushed them out of gaza they're going to take it there's no way that land's yeah. coming back there's no, no. way this gas they, they, they already too. have plans to to build settlements there they, they've been planning yeah. this the whole time they're raising the ground to to build settlements and, and increase the size of, of their their population in their country yeah, yeah, and they won't stop. They won't stop there. Um, and that's of the course thing. Not. So yeah. here is Candace Owens. She's noticing, you know, what Israel not, does. Not allowed to notice, as we've discussed. Can't but Ben Shapiro is her boss in a way, right? And he's yeah. spoken out against her, but he can't fire her. But she has a huge audience, and you know, she's allowed to have her opinions, obviously. <laughs> but she's great. It's quite remarkable that Israel, the government that takes billions of dollars from us every year decided to take not two, but three commercials. Now, the government themselves sponsored two commercials at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl commercials, just so you know, $7 million for an ad, okay? So that means that the Israeli government spent $14 million for a primetime spot. Their commercials were basically them saying that there are hostages and they intend to get the hostages and bring the dads home that are being held by Hamas. Now, of course, why would this premiere during a Super Bowl? There's nothing that we as the American people can do about that hostage effort over there. So what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to pull at your heartstrings and make you not ask any questions about what they're doing overseas. And actually last night, in case you're wondering, while the Super Bowl was on, Netanyahu bombed a refugee camp. But don't ask any questions about that. You need to get to work and feel bad and have your heartstrings pulled to justify every war that's happening overseas that you're largely probably ignorant of what's happening overseas. And another NGO ran a third ad that was pro-Israel. And this time they just told you that you need to tell your reps to send more money. Take a listen. Lifeshifter.com lets you automatically contact your local reps and demand the release of all the hostages now. It's a real app. Not only will it change lives, it will save Life. So use the app. Don't use the app. I don't give a f- Let's bring them home now. Lifeshifter.com. Looking around, still pretty sure I live in America. So <laughs> I am not really sure this reads to me like Zelensky at the Grammys, Zelensky on Vanity Fair, Zelensky asking to be invited to the Oscars so he could make a speech. It is telling us that, we, again, we need to care about something overseas. Why would we call our rep? to do something that has nothing to do with America. I'm going to call my rep. I'm going to demand that they, you know, close up our borders and do something about that issue. I mean, exactly. Why is that such a crazy concept? Like, why are we so hyper-focused on 
Ukraine, Russia, Taiwan, what happens overseas and completely ignore. Like, why can't it why can't they do both? Why can't they say, all right, we're we're gonna really gonna hyper focus here on the US and we'll focus on other things? But they're making a conscious choice and decision to only focus overseas. It's really crazy. This is I'm I'm shooting from the hip here, and this might be way out of pocket. I, I, I think Americans, not all Americans, Americans as a whole, I'm generally speaking here. Mm-hmm. We lack any adversity here in the U.S. I mean, yes, of course, we've got our problems here. I'm not I'm not saying mm-hmm. that. But most of us, we wake up in the morning, we go to work Monday through Friday, we come home, we help our families, yada, yada, yada. But we don't have that terrible thing going on here. And we have this need, this desire for some weird, terrible thing. And so we shift our focus to other parts of the world where there is a terrible thing going and we can say, oh, I'm helping out. I'm voting for this person. I'm doing this and that. Basically, the bare minimum um, yeah. just to say I'm, I'm a part of it. You know, it, it's just like all those things you'd see on, on Facebook or social media back in the day where you say, oh, like this to support Group X, you know, and it feels like you're doing something because you're, you're not doing anything, but you get to feel like you are doing something. Yeah, when I, you, the, the I support the the latest thing, right? <laughs> meme. That's exactly what it is, you know. And so you you know you, you, I'm giving my support to Ukraine. I'm giving my support to Israel. I'm giving my support to the Palestinians. A lot of people can use that as their oh I did good today thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Does that it's, make sense? It yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely makes sense. It's very ironic that that you can say I support Ukraine and I support Israel in the same sentence. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's very ironic because they're thinking they, they the like, opposite. How position. dare you not condemn Russia for for occupying another country? And well, yeah, it's exactly like what Israel did and is doing. And so, you know, and you can. Ooh, I was going to say you can go even further, and I was to start talking about. Um, uh, gender things, but oh, we don't have yeah. to get into that because I really don't want the podcast canceled. No, but you've you've a good point. I think I think um, you know in, in this day and age in the 21st century we have everything we need. Um, yeah, obviously there's still poverty in the United States. There's still a lot of things that are happening. It's terrible. Um, but but in violence, yeah. But but like you said, the, the vast majority of American citizens live a pretty a decently mm-hmm. good life. They know they know they're going to be able to eat for mm-hmm. you know every yeah. day of the week. Um, three, three meals a day. Yeah. And so, and, and so you're right. Yeah. I think, I think that you do try to look for, for stresses that are outside and, and you know, have, have arguments and, and tribalism um, to, to have yeah. your side, your side winning, whether it's, it's a foreign policy or, or it's gender or whatever, you know, the, the case may be, it seems to be these issues that other countries and speaking from fir- firsthand, like living in another country um, that you just don't see because it's just not. It's yeah. Not, I guess. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And and the theme that both of them have is like protecting Western civilization, right? I mean, the whole Russia thing, you're protecting Western civilization from Russia or not Western civilization, like the West, uh, Western Europe. And then, you know, because yeah. he might invade. Same thing with Israel, that we're protecting Western values in Israel against these barbarians. And me- meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, you're seeing Americans... Who are, who are also Palestinians or Americans yeah. living in, in, in Gaza who are being killed yeah. and have, have there's absolutely nothing happening and no one no one's up in arms about actual oh, no. Americans who are being killed by this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course not. Yeah. They don't represent sad state of affairs, man. 
It is. Um, I don't know how important <laughs> this is. He sent me this. <laughs> like, Let's oh, bring wow. this closer to home. Yeah. State reports first known fatal case of Alaska pox. <laughs> so uh, it is election year. Uh, we're gearing up for COVID yeah. 2.0. Everyone's looking for whatever the next big thing is going to be. Uh, in this case, it's Alaska pox. State health officials this week reported the first known fatal case of Alaska pox. Alaska pox in an, an immunocompromised Kenai Peninsula man who was undergoing treatment in Anchorage when he died in late January. One guy. Health officials say the recently discovered species of the double-stranded DNA virus first identified in Alaska in 2015 comes from the same genus as smallpox, monkeypox, and cowpox. It occurs mostly in small animals like voles and shrews. Anyway, anything else come from this? I, mean, I haven't heard anything else. I haven't seen anything else. Of the, I, you know, just I, I think I started off the top of the show saying humans are badass. We do find really creative ways to die, though. We do. When it comes to destruction, there's nothing better than us. So I can, uh, which is the organization that uh, sues the government for, um, uh, especially with COVID, they're good for like uh, FOIA on, on the COVID vaccine and other vaccines. They're pretty good that way. Mm-hmm. So they've uncovered a potential next level threat, inhalable self-spreading vaccines that spread like a virus. Yeah, so um, if you if you didn't get the vax, uh, look out they're <laughs> they're gonna cough on you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You have no choice anymore. It goes. Although this may sound like science fiction, it is far from it. Two companies involved in this research have received millions of dollars from the federal government. A study using this this technology, which is the inhalable uh, mRNA on hamsters, has already been completed, and a phase one trial on humans is in the works. Oh, I can't. Attorneys have already sent legal demands to all government agencies. So. It's in the Prevent Pandemics Act. Oh, boy. This yeah. is terrifying. Is yeah, it like mean, you have no choice? This is, this is one of those things where someone at face value will look at it and go, oh, they're trying to help us. But you don't understand how much of a slippery slope that is, you know, because who knows what they put next into a breathable, quote unquote, vaccine. Yeah, I mean, just just look at all the problems that, that came from these vaccines that they were were unable to test because they were trying to rush them out. Yeah, um, yeah. and and how many issues have uh, have arisen from those? So, and is it a coincidence that the thirty percent of the population said no, hell no, they're not taking them? But then all they're like, okay, fine, let's just come up with an inhalable one and just force everyone, just yeah. force everyone to get them. <laughs> it's it's crazy stuff, man. Um, I don't know. He goes, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, so how safe are these inhalable therapies? One, uh, what could possibly go wrong with a man-made parasite designed to self-replicate in your cells and to transmit without anyone's knowledge or consent? Your guess is as good as ours, but we'd prefer not to find out. So yeah, exactly. they're, fo- they're foying DARPA, DOI, NAVEN, all of them, just to figure out what's going on with this. So disturbing. Like it's it's like we're in a war, you know. I mean, I know there's always a war between freedom and and tyranny, but like it's like they're getting way way more evil. They're they're getting bolder and bolder. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, inhalable mRNA, which not which they know this platform has issues, you know. Yeah. So. Well, let's move on to more fun things. Uh, new UFO documentary explores simulation theory. Is life a computer game ex- uh, controlled by aliens? 
Yeah, I didn't watch this documentary. I'd like to see it though. Um, I think I, I said to you, I go, this is actually the most depressing thing I could ever imagine. It's called God God versus Aliens. So is it basically is it God's Matrix or is it the Aliens Matrix kind of thing? Oh, it's right? on Tubi. And whatever so what is Tubi? Aozat is. Uh, I always see ads for Tubi on my TV because, of course, um, you have to have ads on any, everything you watch. Everything, yeah. You have to pay, and they have to keep paying and keep paying. They, they keep upping the price. Yeah, know, did you, I mean, I'm sure you know, and we've. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on a previous episode, but Amazon is now increasing their... I saw, uh, yeah. Yeah, you have to have ads on Amazon Prime. It's so frustrating. Unless you Even pay $3 pay. a month or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Still... Um, Simulation theory, for those who don't know, originally proposed by Swedish philosopher Nick Bostrom in 2003, challenges our understanding of reality. This theory suggests that religion and the concept of God may be constructs within this elaborate computer game orchestrated by the enigmatic alien architects. I mean, I would play a video game called God versus Aliens. I don't want that to be my reality, though. Um, I guess the Sims is kind of that, no? <laughs> yeah, oh, the Sims. <laughs> I used to love that game as a kid. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, just now, now, in the pool. now we have AI. Um, this is another one you sent me. Man from Wyoming traveled 163,000 light years from Earth. And the reason why I have this following, um, but the alien was the, the simulation also theory, huh? The alien was named also one. You have to keep, you have to keep that in. I, know, I was going to continue, but I wanted to say that the reason why I had this story following that one is is that 163 light years. I mean, you know, maybe it is a simulation. That's how you could do this. I mean, it's just weird to have these hacks. But okay, in the universe. My only issue with the article, and it's not long. I almost want to read the whole thing. Um, okay. I don't think he ever says how he knows it was that far away. I think the alien told him right. While hunting a deer, a man from Wyoming met an alien who had come to Earth also to hunt deer. The alien <laughs> drugged the hunter and then took him to his planet. October 25th, 1974, 41-year-old Carl Higdon, who worked in the oil industry, went hunting for a weekend to the Medicine Bow National Forest in Carbon County, Wyoming. In his book, $50, wow. uh, Alien Up... No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea how much it <laughs> In his book, Alien Abduction of the Wyoming Hunter, first-person story of Carl Higdon, Higdon's wife, Marjorie, wrote that he was an experienced hunter, but he had not yet been to such a forest. Uh, it turned out to be a remote and uninhabited area with no signs of human presence. Higdon visited the forest by car, but the road was not very good, so he walked over a small forested hill. When he was on the other side of the hill, he immediately, he immediately came across a herd of deer, one of which was a larger male with branched antlers. That's what you're looking for. Uh, Higdon was about to shoot the deer when something very strange happened. He aimed, fired, but suddenly the shot was completely silent and the rifle did not recoil. And then Higdon watched in amazement as the bullet from his rifle flew ahead in very slow motion. Higdon was about to shoot the deer. It's oh, weird. It repeats itself uh, at such a slow pace. The bullet flew only a few meters uh, and then fell sharply to the ground as if it had hit something invisible. When the hunter looked at this and then wondered, he noticed the whole atmosphere around him became tense as if filled with static electricity. He went to the bull to pick it up, saw it was flattened as if it had hit something very strong. The deer had fled by that time, but Higdon was not alone. He heard uh, branches crumbling, crunching. Uh, he looked to the right. In the shade of the trees, he saw a human figure. And there's a picture here, which is really kind of creepy. 
Yeah. Floating, no ears, humanoid, antenna sticking out of where the eyebrows kind of are. Yeah. Uh, the figure was the size of a tall man and wore a tight black jumpsuit similar to a diving suit. He wore a pair of seat belts and a metal belt with a yellow star decoration at his waist. Despite being human, the creature's head was not at all human. The creature had no ears. His eyes were small and deep set. His mouth was an open slit from which three large teeth were visible and two short antenna grew up from his forehead. The hair on the creature was like straw and stood straight up. Creature did not seem to have a neck at all. Uh, the head, which was eerie, it sat directly on its shoulders, merging with his body. The arms were very long, with one arm had something like a chisel instead of a wrist at the end, mm. and the other had no wrist at all. A uh, strange entity looked at a Higdon for a few moments and then took a few steps toward him and asked him in English. In English. Yeah. yeah, a little bit bizarre. Higdon answered okay after a couple of seconds because this is a fantastic first contact story. Creature nodded <laughs> okay. that. The creature nodded at that, came over, didn't look threatening, and then asked Higdon if he was hungry. Uh, <laughs> it's a great hunting story. Without waiting for the hunter's response, Creature pulled out a plastic bag from somewhere and sent it through the air as if using telekinesis towards the, or telekinetics, excuse me, towards yeah. the hunter. He caught the package and somehow opened it and found four pills inside. The creature said the pills would keep him full for the day. Hunter pulled one out and swallowed. Weird. Well, that's a weird choice. <laughs> Put the rest in his pocket. Uh, what if it okay. was, Sounds good. What if it was ecstasy? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Or hey, something hallucinogenic. You're handing me pills? I'll take them, sure. Yeah. Creature introduced itself, said its name was Asa One, and then pointed to something behind it. Higdon saw a transport, transparent cube. Uh, shaped like object that looked like a large box shaped starship spaceship he saw no entrance no windows no landing gear the spaceship just stood on the ground and then i don't i don't know if i have to read the rest of it he he, he well, where's went, the hundred sixty three thousand? that's what i'm trying to get to hold on i'm gonna yeah. this. uh and then asked him if he wanted to ride hunter went with him and he was teleported uh -huh. there the spaceship was way larger on the inside of, as it was on the outside as something oh mean yeah many uh abduction stories Mm -hmm, that comes up a lot. And he was also paralyzed. He was immediately seized by panic when he saw that his arms and legs were tied to some sort of ribbons. He calmed down a little. Uh, I know the ship grabbed one of the deer that they were they were hunting. Mm. Uh, creature put an alien or put a helmet on its head. Um, he saw his car was at the bottom of the hill. They flew even higher, reached the Earth's orbit. See, that's what it just says right there. Nice. Then they flew deep space around 163,000 light years away from Earth. It doesn't say how. The whole, the whole. So how would he story, know that? How would he know how far right. it is? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they bring him back, I think he said he he met some of the other aliens, but his car was not in the same place that he parked it in. There were no tire tracks uh, where the car, you know, was parked. So they only come here for hunting. He goes, what happened next? Higdon hardly remembers. At some point, he saw a group of people outside, but he did not understand why they were there and who were and who they were. And then also told him that his race regularly flies to Earth for hunting. Isn't then the that, hunter was placed in a room where he was. Isn't gathering. that literally the plot of Predator? Is it? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the first one. Yeah. I, well, actually, and Prey was really good, by the way. Anyway. I, I think we can oh, we can move on, but he this guy had the flattened bullet, um, which is kind of the crux of this story. Um, what is this story from? 
Did you say where? When is it? Is it recent? Because the pictures look. No, it's, I think it's seventy four, right? Seventies, seventy four. You said. Mm. Yep, seventy four. Yeah, seventy four. Good memory. Yeah. Anyway, cool story. Um, alien abduction stories, even as bizarre and weird as they can be, and likely a lot of them are fake. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, so so playing devil's advocate, if there was you know intelligent species from another another planet what, what's the chance they would actually be humanoid like have two legs two arms and a body and a head yeah and, and yeah a that, lot of people ask that i mean that's that's something we've we've talked about before I mean, if you, yeah if you, there's, if, there's if, the, if, there's if you, the if you go to fractals if you go the into most, these things well and it's there's the scientific theory that, that that is the most efficient way a being can be hmm. uh two legs well, like a, so, 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 and that so literally and that literally god's that way and that's why so intelligence is gonna yeah it's just it's just the the most of you know like you always hear the thing about um humans are the, you know they can literally run the longest more than any animal on the planet even our robots we make them like us right i mean they, they don't have to be yeah True. but it's it's just the most efficient way for for life to be and that's one of the reasons we evolved the way we have. It would depend on the atmosphere on the, on the other planet Right, yeah. I mean, some will be bigger, some will be smaller, but you're right, a lot of them are humanoids. But, you know, a lot of them are insect-like, too. But even the insect-like ones are also kind of humanoid, in a way, when they yeah. stand up on two. Yeah, you um, got the... You guys the, saw The Arrival, right? That, oh, that one, yeah. I thought that one was a was a pretty cool description. It was a, oh, it was a newer was description awesome. of, of, uh, of an alien, right? It was like cephalopods, yeah, yeah. With the huge, mm -hmm. giant cephalopods. Right, Mika, yeah, that was a great movie. Didn't you and I see that in theaters, like, when it first came out? I think so, yeah. I like that yeah. movie a lot. Yeah, the movie's great. All right, the rest of stuff is is mostly political, not UFO. I know we're coming up on on almost let's, two hours now. Let's try and buzz um, through it here, like one one minute each. Let's see what we got. Uh, you sent me this one about the cover up of the Las Vegas shooting. It's yeah, okay. This is, this is not something we can cover in in one minute. No way. Uh, then the Amber Alert. You sent me this is this happened <laughs> last year. But apparently, yeah, you want to tell us what this is. Yeah, uh, California is, is doing Amber Alert specifically for black kids and calling it an em Ebony Alert. Ebony Alert. And then there also is a Feather Alert for uh, Native Americans. So And a Yellow Alert, too, you're right? Yeah. A, a, but a, a Yellow Alert is for hit and runs, apparently. So oh, it's okay. not, it doesn't have to do with race. But So the just... point of this is, is to bring more awareness to those, to lesser, lesser, um, like, People that don't get enough news coverage, right? Yeah, yeah, and further with divide, dividing us because this will take yeah. priority over yeah, anything. That, else. That's that's what I'm seeing as well. But I think yeah. you know, I'm trying to look at, trying to look at the devil's advocate, like the positive side of it, and yeah. like, why would they would create this? And uh, that's that's where I'm, what I'm thinking is just trying yeah, to bring awareness. I think, to I think it. in the article it's it actually says that uh, they get lost way more, but there's not enough attention. So yes, it, it always comes from a good place. It does. It's, it's just it's horseshoe theory all over again. Um, the further left you go, you become right, and the further right you go, you become left. I mean, when you start separating people by race and judging people by race, depending on the context, that's either um, super liberal or it's super racist. Um, you know, but it's but it's the same thing. You're still judging people based on their race. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like you're still talking about race. You're still talking about how people look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so I, I do want to real quick go back. Um, 
we really should do a full episode on the Las Vegas shooting. That that video, I recommend everyone watch that. Um, it, it's a doc. She's a documentarian, and she brings up all of the weird stuff. I mean, people who are interviewed ex- right after the shootings happened. Uh, there's so many inconsistencies that don't line up uh, with the official story. It's a bizarre, and still to this day, they say you know they don't have any official story as to why Paddock did what he did. Well, you know, Paddock worked for a defense contractor. I, I did know that. And then I yeah. know his brother got found with like 10 terabytes of child porn or something ridiculous. Right, right. Exactly. After he spoke after out. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it, was a, it was a company before Lockheed Martin. So he was, he was the CFO. Um, yeah. And, you know, there were also something about Saudi princes were there in Vegas and they got. That was something else too. Yeah. That, it was, it might have been a hit job to MBI. That went uh, wrong. Yeah. Right. Um, or wait, or was it Prince Walid? Sorry, Prince Walid was there and MBI won again. But yeah, I don't know if the national security state would be, you know, doing yeah, it's, it. It's, it's, it's very weird. And speak of the national security state, this is another great interview Tucker has done with Mike Benz. Basically saying that, you know, all, all the laws or our entire history of the national security state of going against foreigners like the CIA, the NSA, all those people, right? For the first time, we took all those tools and turned it to the U.S. US population and started censoring. So it's a longer clip, but um, there's a good summary in the beginning of basically what uh, you know what's going on, and it's serious. You know, they're trying to find loopholes in how to spy on the U.S. population, which is extremely illegal. Which we were told would never ha- would never ha- would never happen, right? Especially with when we when we passed the Patriot Act. And all and FISA, so all of this now is being used against the American po- population. Did Tucker um, meet? Did he meet with? Um, oh shoot, what's the guy's name? The hacker who worked for the NSA. Oh, Benny, or what? or no. or uh, uh, wait, uh, Snowden. Talking about Snowden, Snowden, right? Snowden, yeah, Snowden. Did he meet with Snowden? I don't think so. No, that would have been a really good opportunity. Bill Benny is a good one too. Um. Benny actually got himself immunity before even going to court. He's he's a, he's a genius. They he was taking a shower at six in the morning. They came after him with guns in the bathroom. He's like, "What are you guys doing?" Because <laughs> he was gonna blow the whistle on what the NSA was doing. Um, apparently, he's the one who built the program. He programmed the program to spy, you know, using the internet to spy. But then he blew the whistle, saying that they're using it against American people. Um, so it's just cor- so corrupt, man. The whole system is so corrupt. But this is a great interview. We can today listen we just quickly want to talk here. about a specific kind of Wait. censorship. And that censorship that one minute, right? from the fabled military-industrial complex, from our defense industry and the foreign policy establishment in Washington. That's significant now because we're on the cusp of a global war. And so you can expect censorship to increase dramatically. And so with that, here is Mike Benz. Executive Director of Foundation for Freedom Online. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. And I and I just can't overstate to our audience how exhaustive and comprehensive your knowledge is on this topic. It's almost it's almost unbelievable. Um, and so, if you could just walk us through how the foreign policy establishment and defense contractors and, and DoD and and just the whole cluster, the constellation of defense related publicly funded institutions, strip from us our freedom of speech. Sure. You know, one of the easiest ways to actually start the story is really with the story of Internet freedom and its switch from Internet freedom to Internet censorship, because free speech on the Internet was an instrument of statecraft almost from the outset of the privatization of the Internet in 1991. 
we quickly discovered through the uh, efforts of the Defense Department, the State Department, and our intelligence services that people were using the internet to congregate on blogs and forums. And free speech was championed more than anybody by the Pentagon, the State Department, and our sort of CIA cutout NGO blob architecture as a way to support dissident groups around the world in order to help them overthrow authoritarian governments as they were sort of billed. Essentially, the internet, internet free speech allowed kind of insta regime change operations mm. uh, to be able to facilitate the foreign policy establishment's State Department agenda. Google. Yeah, but basically, so so when we used it to like topple other dictators or government overseas, we liked free speech. But then when that was that free speech, then uh, threatened the power structure here in the U.S. We're like, oh no, 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 we can't have free speech online. We got to start censoring people. You know, especially with COVID, and he goes through all that, like, like how they used AI and machine learning to know what mm-hmm. people are talking about, how to how to shut down conversations by in the millions, you know, in seconds, like what we see, Topher, when we upload a video now on YouTube, it goes through the entire YouTube entire video, and then either blocks it, removes it, or blocks a certain segment based on like the WHO as it yeah. go against the WHO policies. Did you guys say anything against COVID? And it's insane. Yeah, I mean, the internet irreparably changed. Like, I want to say it was even earlier than COVID. It was like around 2016, I think. Um, I mean, me being a user of Reddit, and I say that and want to stab myself in the throat just for saying that, that website changed just overnight in 2016 because it was truly like a libertarian website. I mean, that was the main political, it was all about freedom and um, you know, getting away from the two political parties. And now it's completely shifted to another, you know, left leaning platform. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see, you, you see stuff just immediately disappear so quickly um, stuff that's interesting. And now it all, it all has to be, it's like the best way I can describe it is just like the Disney, the Disneyfication of the internet, because everything has to be, uh, this a certain way and it has to you know it can't be leaning one in one direction it has to it has to promote the message that's the coming, narrative you know the narrative yeah and that's what this guy says too they even used it with with the with in, in a, uh, with the election interference like he's he said that DHS said that if you were if you were saying that uh that mail-in ballots have issues then you are a national security threat right. <laughs> they could yeah. use the national security apparatus against you for just saying that you know and, and, this whole, and the entire interview is extremely disturbing it, it's it's so frustrating because every time there's a big um you know mass shooting in the u.s it, the federal government always comes out and says or the fed the fbi always comes out and says oh he was on our radar it's like why didn't you fucking do anything <laughs> and, and then our purposes though in the, yeah. in the meantime they have to shut down any voice that critiques them or um you know goes against what they want to say you, you know i still this story um is pretty wild to me i don't know if you saw the woman who in georgia she's you know she was suing oh, yeah. trump uh-huh. She was put on the stand and kind of just went ballistic. Yeah, uh, she incriminated herself so much. She's and, like, "Yeah, I took that money. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I take that money from my campaigns and I put it in my house." You know, kind of thing. The, the judge God. had to call a five minute recess because of how you know crazy yeah. she was starting to get. 
You know, I don't know. I, a new study. Where's the report? The report is the Heartland Institute put together the report, which gauged the prob probable impact of voter fraud in the 2020 election. Anyway, this is, you know, maybe it's not, we don't have to spend any time at it, but this one is important because it has to also do with the NSA and, and our intelligence services. So, a missing binder, this is from Michael Schellenberger, a missing binder of top secret intelligence about Russia threatens national security, says CNN, but it doesn't. And now credible sources say the U.S. government is hiding the binder because it incriminates the intelligence community for illegal spying and election interference. Oh, so, I mean, they're, they're talking about Russia, right? And that's what they're getting at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Russia who's doing it. Yeah. So, but but this will prove that our government was doing it, and that's why they don't want this this report. And apparently, Trump has it. So he goes, "I would I, call." The I, I'm sorry, I don't buy that for a second. If Trump if Trump had that, um, he, I, he I mean, this be, is Schellenberger. I don't. He would be blasting it all over social media. I would call the binder Trump's insurance policy, so, said someone knowledgeable about the case. He was very concerned about having it and taking it with him because it was the roadmap of Russiagate. So he did have something because didn't they go after him and they just never found it? So he probably has something. Yeah, but it's Trump we're talking about. He would never keep this secret. I'm concerned about the sources and methods that inform the U.S. They should be concerned. The story of how a team handpicked by CIA Director John Brennan re relied on cooked intelligence to craft that January 6, 2017 intelligence community assessment is a subject of tomorrow's story, the last in the three-part series. Corruption, not tradecraft, is what officials are desperate to keep secret. They're called the missing binder. Well, you know, unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to know the truth behind any of this. Like, like everything else, I mean? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> we get to the end of it, but I think we have a nice treat for everyone. Oh, do we? Uh, yes. This one, this one came out. But, you know, we're going to have it. We're going to end the, the show this way. So we'll play this and then... Um, and then we'll play the outro. So if you want, let's go ahead and yeah, we'll we'll wrap our, it up. Yeah. Well, all of you, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate uh, your ears. They're such <laughs> lovely ears. I want to wear them around my neck. <laughs> Don't do and are you doing course, ASMR. Yeah, yeah, ASMR. Oh, I cut your ears off and I string them and I put them. Oh, all right, not, not that one. Not really good <laughs> ASMR. Anyway. Uh, you know, we, we do want to thank our guest Mika for joining us. It was a pleasure having you, buddy. Yeah, it was, it was a pleasure being with you guys. I, I learned a lot, you know, with <laughs> these two hours here, and, and hopefully I was able to contribute a little bit. But, but oh, yeah, man, did. thank you guys for thank you guys for the invite. And uh, any anytime you want me to come on, I'm I'm happy to. Happy oh, to nice. That. All right. Well, the invitation stands, and we'll probably see you next week. Hopefully. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you're coming our way. Um, and so, uh, our, yeah. our, we also want to thank our other secret guest, uh, Gus. You probably heard him barking in the background there a little bit. <laughs> Sweet stink breath as he is. I was hovering, and, hovering over that mute, so <laughs> so I wouldn't get too much Gus barking, but unfortunately I uh, slipped in there a couple of times. Yeah, he's all right. And uh, Adam, where can we find us on social media? All right, so you can find us on Twitter at UAP the podcast, and we are on um youtube at uncovering anomalies podcast we are on rumble at uap podcast um we are on all 
um, podcasting platforms. So anyone actually, you'll find us on there at Uncovering Anomalies Podcast or UAP. Um, there's a support link at the bottom of all the show notes. You know, yeah, send us um, to Alabama people. Yeah, exactly. You not mean, Arkansas okay. though. <laughs> not Arkansas, no. Definitely not yeah, Arkansas. Screw that place. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, thank you to our global audience: the U.S., Canada, U.K., um, Australia, New Zealand. You know, um, Israel's up there too. We have the UAE also. And um, Brits, it's nice to go through the list. Brits, Keep sorry, sorry about the jokes about your teeth. Your teeth are fine. <laughs> yeah, London. London's supposedly a, a major area that listen to the show. So. But again, thank you everyone for your support. We really appreciate it. You know, reach out to us if you guys want us to cover anything in specific um, or any feedback on the show really yeah. helps us a lot. Yeah, We'd love to hear your feedback. And of course, if you have been abducted by aliens or the government, if you've been black bagged by the CIA and you escaped, please hit us up and tell us your story. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And this is a really cool uh, rap song. It just came out today, actually. So I'm sure it's going to be just it's going to blow up for sure. Gold uh, records. Yeah, the lyrics are awesome. So let's take a listen to this. Oh, oh hit that loading screen. Weather balloons filled with swamp gas. It's just a plan of Venus. Yeah, right, my ass. It's a 90 year disinformation campaign designed to make the witnesses sound insane. The Pentagon trying to keep the secret hush. And here come along, Mr. David Crush. He's blowing the lid up off of this conspiracy. Side brass about to face congressional inquiry. Have you read the UAP disclosure? Are they preparing us for first contact? They got biological evidence of some kind of non-human intelligence. Crash retrieval, reverse engineering program. I need a minute to process this goddamn. Is there really a collective federation? Do they come in peace or for world domination? Deleted X-Files are real. What the fuck, man? This is way too surreal. AI and aliens just like Rick and Morty. I'ma need something stronger than a 40. I keep straddling the fence. Two hemispheres fighting with this cognitive dissonance. I'm going into ontological shock. Tell me, is this legit or is this a psyop? Alien tech could give us free energy. We can end world hunger and poverty. Keeping it classified is just insanity. This is a crime against all humanity. They want to weaponize the tech for a profit. They keep us in the dark and feed us bullshit. Screw the mushroom treatment and being gaslit. Tell us the truth, we can handle it. Keeping this a secret is treason. The homie rule, it exists for a reason. Right in their bankroll, put them in the poorhouse, watch them do damage control. It ain't gonna give you retroactive immunity, it ain't gonna let you act with impunity. You got bigger problems than the puppy scrutiny. The cat's out the bag, y'all gonna face some mutiny. You telling me the X Files are real? What the fuck, man? This is way too surreal. AI and aliens just like Rick and Morty. I'ma need something stronger than a 40. I keep straddling the fence. 
tune the hemisphere is fighting with this cognitive dissonance. I'm going into ontological shots. Tell me, is this legit or is this a sire? Oh, what happened to the outro? Huh? We messed that one up, didn't we? <laughs>